Hey everybody, what's, what's going on? It's Monday. That means it's time to talk about a haunting, among yep. other things. Yeah, we saw this one last night. I've seen it several times, but this is the one. This is one of the episodes where you watch it, but you don't remember much about it because the way the story is told, it doesn't really tell you exactly the details of what happened. So a lot of the case doesn't really stick out. It's kind of generalized, but it is a good case because it involves poltergeist and it's the kind of poltergeist that me and my family saw up in Mammoth Mountain and at Lois's house and um, the investigator describes the phenomenon very very clearly what they don't describe is what exactly happened during the phenomenon all the time but we're going to get into it um, alright looks like people are still Omri Van Pierre said it's so cool YouTube will notify me the exact minute when you start streaming live so I can plan my lunch around watching 13 o'clock <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> I do the same thing, like, because I, I usually eat lunch in my office, you know, like, Tom will bring me food, which is really nice of him. And uh, I always am like, I can't eat until I found something of sufficient time and entertainment value yeah. to watch while I'm eating. I can't just, like, eat and, like, not be looking at something. Yes, yeah, fucking Thanksgiving, man, where I'm on planning Thanksgiving. And uh, <laughs> Jenny's laughing because she knows I'm going to talk about it. I know. <laughs> I know. It's if you're not in the United States, like you know, uh, Thanksgiving is coming up on Thursday, which is yeah the big feed. Yeah, I love Thanksgiving, and I've, I've been, been cheating. I'm gonna I've been, stuff I've been, myself. I've been cheating because turkey in certain locations has gone down to forty five, sometimes forty nine to forty five cents. A I think pound. we got it the other day for forty two cents. Forty two cents. I a think pound. it was forty two cents a pound. Right. That's phenomenal. So a lot of times they'll say limit one or two per customer. I keep going back. Yeah, <laughs> like different days. Yeah. And we go back like separate. <laughs> yeah, go back separate. The whole storage freezer that I have downstairs is filled with turkey. We have eight turkeys, you guys. Yeah, eight or nine. No, actually I'm, nine turkeys. I think there's nine there's turkeys. There's nine turkeys. We have nine turkeys. I might get another They're not one. all like massive. They're no. Like, most of them are kind of like 10 pounds. Most of them are the small ones. Yeah. But it's, it's twice the size of a chicken. <laughs> and you could do a lot with those turkeys. Mm. I'm not telling y'all to turkey. cheat. <laughs> but that's pure protein, you know, real lean protein. It's versatile. And uh, right now, it's time to buy a turkey. And there's there's plenty of them sitting there. You know, they're not having a problem supplying. At least uh, at Publix, which at is Publix, where, like, yeah. that's just a mile up the road from us. They've had a fuck ton of turkeys. They going. were just getting rid of them. Yeah, so I keep come, going by and looking. And if there's turkeys there, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to get a turkey. Because <laughs> they're only like five bucks a turkey. Yeah, for a big, for, for like a, big, a for, yeah. play, like for a nine or ten pound. Actually, I think they might be bigger than that. That's a price. That, that's cheaper than a chicken. I think a chicken yeah. is six dollars. Yeah, and it's half that size. So I'm just giving y'all a heads up. All right, and then after Thanksgiving, the day after the shit that didn't sell, they're gonna go on sale even more. I might get a couple more. Well, yeah. Why do you think everybody goes to get yeah. candy like the day after Halloween? Because right. everything's fifty percent. I try selling that shit off. I'm gonna <laughs> go back and see if they got any ultra cheap chicken uh, turkeys. Turkeys. Because I got <laughs> freezer space in there, man. And so, like I said, I love turkey. I never get yeah. sick of turkey. And like I said, you don't even have to like roast. You could like make soup out of it. Yeah. You just like I like turkey sandwiches. Sandwiches. I like, I like it better than chicken. So you know, I can yeah. eat turkey all the time. Um, you can a couple you can, times a week. You can cut it into quarters and sections and um. Uh, cut the leg parts apart and uh, batter them and fry them like fried chicken. There's all kinds of stuff you can do with them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you can do most of the same barbecue. shit that you could do with chicken. Yeah, yeah. You can do barbecue, barbecue, barbecue sauce. Like I said, you make turkey tetrazzini. Yeah, that's good. You can make yeah. anything you want. Anything you want. And if they're frozen, they keep for a long time. 
So you yeah, know, I think we bought a bunch a last time. year, and I think like we like a year later, yeah. like we like less than a, a little less than a year uh, later, about like, eight we, months later, like we, eight months later, we had another one, and it was tell. and it was yeah, it tasted just as fresh as yeah, couldn't tell yeah, it was awesome yeah. But yeah, like I think after the show, like Tom's gonna go down and start chopping veggies. And yeah, I gotta for start stuffing and whatnot. Press. Up, I gotta, I gotta uh, prep up some vegetables. Do some and um, do some pumpkin like for the pies. Yeah, cook pumpkin. I got special pumpkin pie pumpkins, and then I'm gonna um, cut up celery and onion to get ready to make stuffing. Uh-huh. And uh, I'll do that. It won't take long, really. It's just just something to do. Get stuff done early, so. When uh, Turkey Day comes, you're not really just loaded down. I'm gonna make um, bunch of bunch of um, pumpkin pies, and a uh, I got some caro syrup. I'm gonna make a pecan pie because I got a bunch of pecans too. So I'll make a pecan pie. That'll be good. Yeah, I like apple and, uh, pie also, but we don't have the yeah. stuff for that. Pumpkin pie can be frozen too. Yeah. I, once I get rid of a couple pumpkin of these, pie, pecan pie is easy. Once one of the, once one of those turkeys is gone, I got a place I could stack up any extra pies. So, get it all done, you know. I'm very excited. I got a lot of frozen. I love to eat, so Thanksgiving yeah. is really one of my favorite holidays. I bought a whole bunch of pumpkins <laughs> from a local farm here and uh, cooked them and got the meat out of them and froze a lot of it. Some of it isn't frozen, just ready to go. That's going to be in the pies. But that frozen stuff, that, that'll be good for months in there. Well, we already yeah. used a little bit of it. We made yeah. some soup, and yeah. we made like a curry. like a Thai curry that had pumpkin and sweet potato in it. Yeah. That was good, too. That yeah. soup was also delicious. Yeah, I got sweet potatoes I grew from the garden. I make, maybe make a sweet potato pie out of it, because they're not really big enough to eat. Pulled okay. them a, I pulled them a month early, because it got cold. Yeah. It's trial and error. Yeah, in Florida it got cold. Well, I mean yeah. cold for Florida. Cold it got down Florida. into like it got down to like 53 degrees yeah. Fahrenheit, which is cold. That's cold for Florida. They said two and a half months, but really they said if the weather gets cold, it should be three and a half months. And then they'll get bigger. Only some of them were big. Oh, well. Yeah, should they say got to give it an extra month? Well, like month. I said, they're still usable. I mean, like yeah. just you don't bake them like, you know, you can just mix them in with other things, you know. Uh, yeah, make them into a puree. Yeah. To make uh, so sweet potato pie. Don't matter how big they are. Yeah. Yeah. And sweet potato pie is the true southern um, dessert, not pumpkin. Although I heard that the original was sweet potato. And I mean, they taste pretty pie, similar to that me. That pumpkin honestly. pie might have been a copy of fucking sweet potato pie. I don't know. Hard to say. I don't know. It's all back in antiquity. <laughs> and like I said, they're both good, so I'm not really yeah. all that concerned about yeah. it, to be honest. Most people, they, can't, most people can't tell them apart. That's what I mean. They, well, because once you get all the cinnamon and nutmeg yeah. and all that kind of stuff in there, too, it like tastes about almost exactly the same. So, yeah. you know. Uh, Danny Rowling said, you guys reviewed all the good episodes. It's slim pickings anymore of a good episode. Yeah. <laughs> Just, it is, I mean, that's... We got a lot of episodes left. There are yeah. a lot of episodes left. Like, even in the box set that we haven't really covered. And some yeah. of them, like, might be good. We just, like, forgot them. You know what right. I mean? So it's that. Uh, then he says, John Zaffis in his house in this episode made a shit ton of appearances in other episodes. Yeah, I noticed that it's like, not only did they have the same actor playing John Zaffis in this, but they also had the same house playing John Zaffis's house. He probably did episode. them all at the same time. That's what I'm thinking. Because yeah. this one, you know, because last week, you know, we did The Possessed. Yeah. And this one has a lot of similarities with that. Like, it ends with an exorcism. It's not quite as... Uh, dramatic. It's not kind of like over as over the top. And the weird thing about this one is that, well, maybe I'll get into this in a little bit, but there's like some really weird editing choices like during one part of it, which I've never seen on the show before or since. So 
I mean, we'll get into that. It's just, it's very, very strange. Uh, Aubrey Vampire said, uh, LOL, I just Googled for some info on this haunting episode. The first result is the podcast occurring right now. The internet is so meta. (laughs) (laughs) I guess because, I mean, this episode is old. Like, I think it first aired in, like, back in 2007. So it's not like anybody's really, like, searching for this shit, like, other than my dad. Yeah, we're reviving this shit. This (laughs) is a forgotten one. (laughs) And I kind of wonder if this lady is still around because the lady that's on, and I think she was on, her name is Stacy Jones. And she's a paranormal investigator. And I think she was on a couple of other episodes. She might have been on Hidden Terror or something like that. But she was on a couple of other episodes. And she had a website for a while that was, I think it was called Stacy Jones Ghost Cop or just ghostcop.com or something like that. But I think like when I went to it, it wasn't um, functional anymore. But there were some articles about her that came out like a few years after this one. So I don't know if she's like still around. But she did, um, for a while, she kind of like founded that big paranormal group like in uh, Central New York or whatever that had like a whole bunch of investigators. Mm -hmm. Like, I read an article, like, that came out in 2012, like, five years after this show, and her thing that her paranormal investigation team that she founded, she started out with, like, three or four people, and then it was, like, 75 people, like, working there, which I was like, holy shit, really? Like, where do they get the money from? Do they charge people, like, to come and investigate their shit? Because I always kind of thought that a lot of the groups don't. It's like, would they get a... Yeah, probably volunteers. Would they get a grant from, like, a millionaire or something like that? (laughs) Or do they just have like people? How many like was it? Seventy-five. Yeah, no, it's just. It's it, probably just volunteers. An online, an online group is probably, probably probably somebody in a damn. It does sound a lot more impressive thread. when. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah, we're all we're honorary members. Yeah, back when the internet wasn't that big, they're probably all on someone's same fucking paranormal web group. You know what I mean? They're all fucking converged on that shit. I guess. Right. So. Remember the way the old internet was back in the nineties. Well, it wasn't the 90s. This was 2007. Oh, 2007. Well, 2007, and then the article where they said it was 75 people was 2012. 2007 still so that was just had, 10 years ago. 2007 still kind of had primitive internet, though. That's true. It was still kind of primitive. Even YouTube really wasn't YouTube as you know it. That was the Wild West. It was good, though. It, it, shit was slow. Couldn't, uh, well, couldn't yeah. upload... An HD, there was no such thing as really HD. Everything was like a 240 or fucking 3-something, you know, 350. I remember that shit. It's fucking funny. Danny Rowling said that Ghost Haunting show on Animal Planet had some pretty good episodes. Especially the episode about the haunted restaurant in eastern Pennsylvania that was haunted by a mobster. I think I kind of remember that one. We didn't, like, watch that one as much. I think that one's just called The Haunted. Look at Pook's face. What's she she doing? Her head came up in the screen looking at you. (laughs) Asking you for something. What's going on? What do you want? Did you did you guys talk about haunted animals? Yeah, yeah. Pookie sees demons or ghosts yeah. or something. She's always like looking up at the ceiling. Look all at the, the time. ceiling fan. Like, well, sometimes even when the ceiling fan isn't on, she'll jump up on my desk and like look up in the corner, and I'm just like, "Are there demons up there? You can yeah. tell me." She says she won't She's tell me. She's funny. Okay, she won't tell me. So let's see who's uh, showed up. Is anybody saying anything? <laughs> <coughs> talking about Animal Planet. Okay. Just yeah, that's what I said. There. I think that show's just that's called it. The Haunted, right? I think it is called The Haunted. Yeah. yeah. Which is confusing. What are they like, you know? Why don't they call it something animal adjacent? Well, because most of the stories <coughs> don't have any animals. That, that, we talked about that. That, was, <laughs> that one's not a bad one either. It's just that everything, the way it's, it's, it's edited, it's real fast-paced and real special effects heavy and real light on um, story or testimony. They just kind of... Although I haven't seen it in a long time. Then they throw a dog in there. Because they have to mention <laughs> Yeah, the an dog animal. went, or? 
Yeah, a dog or a cat. Or barked at nothing one day. Yeah. The dog, <laughs> it barked. We don't know why. Okay, there you go. <laughs> that dog never barks. Okay, okay. So, back to the story. obviously... They contractually haunted. had to mention animals somehow. It did really it, seem like that. Because sometimes yeah. it was really, like, shoehorned in there. Yeah. Because they're like, yeah, one time, like, the kitty was walking down the hall and, like, yeah. all her little hair went, shoosh. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was like that. <laughs> well, actually, I read that it, they were contra- contractually obligated. Well, that, yeah. To, because, mention, to mention an animal because they were on Animal Planet. Yeah. At Animal so Planet, we're probably like, well, it's like we're conflicted because we really, really want a paranormal yeah, show. Yeah, it's worth the money. But goes. we don't really have, like, yeah. any really big cases that are completely revolving right. around anyone's pets. Yeah. So we're I mean, just going to have to. They were scraping the bottom of the barrel. Yeah, when really... we got there, we did find some dead insects, and there's your animal. <laughs> fucking, yeah. That's an animal, technically. Yeah. We don't know why the insects were dead. They were just up on the windowsill. Okay. It is, still a good, it is still a good show. Danny Rowling yeah. said it is, actually. Yeah, like, a lot of the hauntings and stuff are are good it's just it's i always i'm always amused by like how they're gonna like shoehorn the kitty or the doggy in there <laughs> the, be- the best one from the early 2000s or, or the 2008 2010 2007 i think period was that canadian one i think it was called paranormal encounters or what was it uh yeah what the fuck was the name of that i think it was Spiritual yeah i like i liked that guy that hosted it it had the korean guy up in the damn skyscraper up in canada fucking introducing he was kind of like the uh Kind of like the Rod Sterling of the fucking Sterling. show. Sterling, yeah, I call him Sterling. <laughs> but that's it's not better. Name, better. <laughs> it's better. That way. We're gonna name him after some shit. I guess I've always always called him that since I was a kid. Yeah, that's not. A thing. Um, I'm sure that's not. Oh, you're not the first person that's yeah. made that mistake, though. Yeah. The uh, but well, I think it was called I think it was called Paranormal Encounters. Something that See, counts. that's kind of an issue I have, though, and that's kind of like an extension off what we always talk about, like with the haunting episodes, yeah. having these kind of just generic titles yeah even like you know even going out uh, a layer from that is that even all the paranormal shows all have really really generic titles so it's like paranormal encounters yeah. like you know a haunting the haunted yeah. haunted places haunted houses haunted shit you know what i mean it's just kind of like somebody's gonna throw it in the comments section. ghost hunters ghost lurkers ghost lookers ghost you know what the i mean it's thing, just kind of like the good thing about the canadian one is that each episode might have three or four cases on it because a lot of the cases they talked about were just witness testimony and they did they only saw like one thing but you know what yeah. i mean so so they didn't try to stretch that out into right. they didn't have to hour like show it. right and uh, which made it more content content packed like you know they might have three little ep- cases on a single episode that all have a similar theme but it's not the same case, like apparitions. You know what I mean? Yeah. And they're going, yeah, I saw an apparition. And one of the ones the guy said, man, well, I, this is totally off topic. Well, not really. I mean, okay. it is a paranormal show, so. They had this one, <laughs> it, the, the dude, just the way he was talking about it, Um, I believed him. He was in Canada somewhere, and he was uh, young in his 20s and he moves in with uh, two other broke dick guys you know how you are when you're 20s and you're a guy you don't have any damn money well uh girls in their 20s same, also don't have thing. any money, they have no money. <laughs> so they move in this damn dilapidated house or dilapidated as gordon ramsay would say well it's dilapidated, dilapidated. actually so you're both wrong yeah okay <laughs> See, she's like a grammar nazi <laughs> but uh they move into this thing at this house and he had to take a room that had a fucking support pole that went right down next to it. And it, it was leaking. I think he said it leaked water. 
and he set up a cot next to that pole and put a sleeping bag on it and was I think he said it was a sleeping bag was sleeping in it and he'd been they'd been working fucked up shifts and everything you know young dudes do and in the middle of the night, he he came in from work and got into the cot and was just getting ready to go to sleep and he heard uh the he thought he heard the front door open and close and somebody walked down the hallway going real slow like they were dragging their feet and he uh looks up through the sleeping bag and saw just a shadowy figure come into the room and it was just he said i think he said it looked like the grim reaper it was just it had a a big hood and a, a big cloak and i think he just said it was an outline he couldn't make any any you know there was it was like a two-dimensional moving figure coming into the room and it walked up to the foot near the foot of his cot and just said and he said it in a totally normal friendly voice said i just thought i'd come in here and uh, and then it vanished yeah. yeah. I just thought I'd come in here and uh Nope. I do not yeah, like yeah. that. And he nope, said nope, that nope. he said it haunted him for the rest of his life. You're just gonna come in here and do what? And what <laughs> kill me? Uh rest? What is it? And Hang he, out? And he, and he said what was weird is that the voice that came out of it was totally normal. But just it didn't look it didn't sound anything like like it looked. And he said he was awake. He said he didn't fall asleep, he said he was awake. He said he couldn't go to sleep the rest of the night. See, shit like that is way creepier to me than, like, the real kind of, like, try hard, this is so scary, kind of, like, because it's just, it has no context to it. No context. And it's just kind of, like, and and it leaves this mystery in your brain, like I said. I'm just going to come in here and, um, and then it faded away. (laughs) I would shit my pants if that happened. Like I said, that's, like, a lot scarier to me yeah. than if, like, a demon came in. It yeah. was like, Gah! I heard that one, and I just thought it, what it was is somehow he had picked up on some kind of a residual. There was a, a, something left over from the past, like Halloran was saying, like burnt toast. It's just pictures in a book, something from the past. And there's no context. It was just, and it may have not, it probably wasn't there. It probably wasn't something you could photograph. It was just some kind of psychic impression that goes directly into your consciousness, and you think you saw it. It was something. It was something that happened in the past, and for somehow he just picked up on that little part of it. Somebody walking in the middle of the night had a weird image. Is I'm just going to come in here and, um, you know. Wouldn't it have been funny yeah. if it was like a dude that lived there a long time ago, yeah. and it was Halloween, and he dressed up like the Green Reaper, yeah. and he just came into his roommate's room and said, hey, I'm just going to come in here and, like, borrow your scythe, or something yeah. like that. Like, and then, like, for some reason, that, like, imprinted itself on the book. It was just something as, like, innocuous as that. I had a feeling it was going to be something along the lines, I'm just going to come in here and warm up a little bit, something like that. Maybe if somebody had frozen to death or something. I'm in Canada, I don't know. And yeah, it probably yeah. didn't look the way he saw it. Right. He did, the dude probably didn't look that way. He just, he probably just was, it's just that how his mind interpreted it was something scary. So he saw it as the Grim Reaper. But the message was, is I'm just going to come in here and, um. I need to write a short it. story about that. That's, that's it. That's creepy as shit. Because like yeah. I said, I love, like, just on, like, stuff that with no context like that is, like, way, way creepier to me than stuff that's. Yeah. Very clearly evil. You know Ano- what I mean? Yeah, another one um, that was a good story. A guy was watching television, and he got real sleepy. And he was smoking a cigarette, 
and he was looking at the smoke of his cigarette, and it started to put him in a trance. He saw the smoke go up out of his cigarette and form a little ball about two inches in, in diameter, just like a little ball. And then the ball slowly started to change into a, a pattern that looked like, I think he said it was blue and white plaid. And then he snapped out of it. Two days later, there's an EMTs were in the hallway taking somebody out of the room and his roommate had been dead for like two or three days in there and when he went by he saw underneath the cloak the fucking that blue plaid of that guy's shirt <laughs> he saw that guy's shirt somehow Again. he thought that he thought you know? that somehow he had either picked up on it psychically or or it tried to give him a message try to show him that he was over there right and it had died that's why it was a good series i think it was called strange encounters maybe Paranormal encounters. Yeah, that sounds like, like that. but like I said, there's so many that have similar titles. Yeah. If we could find it, I'm sure it's probably streaming on somewhere, like yeah, Tubi or Hulu or something like that, because yeah. a lot of those are. It was a Canadian series. Yeah. Danny Rowling says, It sucked. The mother in this episode didn't even believe her own son. I mean, he could have gotten raped by the ghost in front of the mom and she would have just played it down. Oh, you must have just had some gas. Well, the thing about it is that, and there's like even less excuse for her in this episode because she's a paranormal investigator. Yes, I know that they kind of like couched it as like she's a very skeptical paranormal investigator, but you would think like if this shit is happening to your own kid, um, you know, and she even said like later on that she felt kind of bad because she's like, oh, if this happened to somebody else like if somebody else had called her up and reported it and said hey you know come investigate it then she would have taken it seriously but like when it happened to her own kid like she didn't want to like she just thought he was being a brat or whatever like until later on she was just kind of like oh okay maybe it's a poltergeist but it took a really long time you know for her to yeah. kind of get on the clue bus sort of thing Omri Vampire said I once had a nightmare about a vampire when I woke up there was a bite mark on my right hand. It was way wider than my own dental imprint, so I didn't bite myself. <laughs> sleep paralysis, I assume now. I, I guess so. I've only had sleep paralysis one time in my whole life. Like and I know some people have it all the time because I have a friend that's it many times. I have a friend that has it like really bad and it's like some of the stuff that she told me that she saw was like really, really horrible. I mean the one time I had it was I woke up and I saw like a dude standing in my bedroom door this was when i lived alone and i um he was standing in my bedroom door like holding a baseball bat up but the thing about it was that when i woke up it didn't scare me like i saw him standing there but for some reason like i immediately knew that it wasn't really there i don't know how i knew that i just did i have sleep paralysis uh, or sleep paralysis for me is always associated with out-of-body experiences i had that damn out-of-body experience when i was in the army and Sleep paralysis was involved. I did a whole show on it. Um, and I also had, there was been, I've had times where I, for some reason, woke up in, in the middle of sleeping but was paralyzed and I was kind of in an otherworldly state where I could see the room, but inside the room there were other things like dream material or imagery and stuff. Um, one that comes to mind is that uh, I woke up and I was paralyzed. I was in the room and I looked at the wall and the wall started to kind of like bend and morph and I could see faces and distant faces of people that I knew and I could hear what they were thinking and what they were saying and uh, it didn't surprise me but it was kind of like looking into a like a crystal ball. I was under the impression that I was reading the thoughts of people that I knew that were far away but I didn't really learn anything. 
important. And then it just faded away. I relaxed and went back to sleep. It was weird. And then sometimes you have sleep paralysis and you'll be paralyzed and then you go back into a dream. But all of a sudden you're in control of the dream. You can drive it and you know that you're in a dream. That's weird too. Have you ever done that? Yeah. You know you're dreaming. It's, yeah, I'm going to do dream. this in the dream. and it, It's kind of like a roller coaster ride and you can see things and fly. And But then you can't hold on to it for long. It, it, it goes away. You, go, you lose consciousness again. You're totally conscious of being in a dream. It's weird. It's a weird in-between state. Yeah, I've had that happen several yeah. times. Um, Camp Guy said, sometimes I jerk right as I'm going to sleep. It's just a quick one-time thing. That happens to me a lot. A lot of um, jerk before they go to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> no, usually what it is, I'll usually, like, I'll be, like, half asleep, and then I'll dream that I'm... It's usually that I'm walking down the back steps at my grandmother's house, and I fall... And then I'm like, <gasps> you know what I mean? Like, I wake up like I fell down the steps. Like, I don't know why I almost always, like, kind of half dream that I'm falling down steps. Or that I'm walking somewhere and I trip like a fucking klutz. Yeah, as you get older, your your brain uh, kind of becomes a little more efficient and better organized. So these weird phenomena don't happen as much. That's why uh, some people take, like, mind-altering drugs, which kind of brings brings those, some of those abilities back, like DMT and LS, LSD can kind of do stuff like that. And that's why Indians did that, you know, taking spirit walks and stuff, taking mescaline and peyote, which can kind of alter the consciousness. Yeah, you gotta, like, open up those pathways. Yeah. (laughs) Free yourself from efficiency. Camp Guy says, falling and flying dreams are common. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Another very common, and I didn't even realize this because I used to have dreams like this all the time. But I didn't realize it was really common until later. Is uh, dreams where your teeth are falling out? Yeah, and it was usually kind of like um, in school. Well, I mean, I had them like for. I haven't had one in probably like several years, but I used to have them all the time. But it was all like the context was always different. Like it was always kind of like a dream, just a random ass dream. Like, hey, I'm walking through the McDonald's drive-through or whatever bullshit dream I was having, and then all of a sudden. Um, all my teeth would start falling out and it was really vivid. Like yeah. that part of the, like you could feel, I could Feeling feel the teeth out. falling like out over my lips. They're coming out like, like rows of corn. Yeah. Up, like up so much cup. so that yeah. when I woke up, I was like, <gasps> yeah. like, oh my God, all my teeth are gone. And it's like, oh, okay. It was just a dream. You like it hit the ground and fucking scatter. Yeah. Like all that kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah, I used yeah. to have that. Woo. I used to have that all the time. Yeah. And I didn't even realize that other people had that until later. I thought it was yeah. just like some weird fucking thing that happened to me. I'd have these weird dreams where some of them recently, you know, like in the past four or five years, you're in high school and you're confused as fuck about what your next class is and you're and you're, and you're trying to look at your damn schedule and you can't make heads or tails out of it. And the, the, you know what I mean? The period bells are ringing. A lot of people and have those like, kind what of dreams. What the fuck? What, what, what's my next class? Yeah, I'd have that one. I don't think I ever yeah. had any like that. That is yeah. a really common one that people have. I don't think I ever had any about school specifically. I have yeah. had some where it's like I woke up and I'm like, oh my God, I'm late for work or I'm late for a meeting or something like that. But not really all that often. I think the teeth falling out one, because Ben says psychiatrists are very interested in dreams about teeth. I think what they've come to, I don't know if this is true or not, but they've usually come to the conclusion that if you have a lot of dreams that your teeth are falling out, it's because you feel like you don't have any... Um, power like you're powerless like in your own life or something like that because yeah. i guess you teeth maybe <laughs> yeah well i guess because teeth kind of signify like back in you know the caveman days like if you your teeth fell out of people didn't you feed you you'd kind of be like uh you'd yeah. be in big trouble yeah. so you kind of had to like rely on everybody else so i don't know if that's true or not but that's what a lot that's kind of what they're what about the one when you're in the shopping mall and you can't find your way out 
Every time you I've had the, that a few times. Yeah, you, every time you go up the escalator, you end up on the bottom floor. Every time you go into one fucking one one store, you end up in another one. Everything is kind of like a Mobius strip. You see the fucking door out, but as you go to it, you never make it to the door out. You end up walking in. Yeah, that, that one frustrated me too. And you're yeah. in a crowded shopping mall and you can't get out. You know it was fucking crazy. We yeah. went when me and my sister went to Disney like uh, a few weeks back. Yeah. Uh, I specifically told her I said, "Well, I want to go on the Peter Pan ride because when I was a kid, I remembered having a dream about the Peter Pan ride, specifically, like and going over the um, the alligator, like or the crocodile yeah. or whatever that's coming out of the floor." And I said, but the weird thing about it is that on in the actual ride, if you don't know, you're like in a ship and it's kind of like yeah. it's attached to the ceiling. So it kind of like goes like that. Um, but in my dream, I was for some reason just standing on a tiny little piece of fur. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know why it was just it looked like one of those like big band-aids, except like with fur in the middle. And I was standing on it. and It was like a magic carpet yeah. and it was like flying me around like over the crocodile's mouth and everything like that. So uh, I don't know why I still remember that. Camp guy says he has that exact dream, same dream a lot. I guess he's talking about you got to give me context because I never see these these comments on time. He must be talking about the. The the shopping center dream can't get out can't get out of the shopping center. Go yeah, up maybe. the escalator and you end up back on the ba- bottom floor again and stuff. Yeah, frustrating as fuck. Yeah, and you're like that's it. I'm gonna go out. I walked into one one of the shopping centers had a grocery store in it and had a conveyor belt taking the groceries out to the damn gra- uh, to the parking lot where they were loading them into the car and I said I'm getting on the conveyor belt. And as the conveyor belt started to go inside it, it fucking ended up not out in a parking lot, but in the bookstore. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> so like in the Dalton bookstore, how did I end up here? Again? I'd have been like, well, I'm just going to stay in the bookstore. Yeah, I'll hang I'm out trying to get I'll out. Get There's crowds of people you. everywhere. It's like something out of THX 1138. You know? <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Camp Guy said, my teeth went bad in real life. I didn't have to do anything to help it. Uh, my dentist and I are pretty tight. She pulls out her adding machine every time she sees me walk in the door. Yeah, I mean, I'm kind of lucky in the fact that I haven't really had too much trouble with my teeth. I had a couple cavities. I had, like, one in the way, way back that kind of cracked and fell out. But other than that, not so much. So, yeah, American Military 100 said, I'm so happy you brought that up, Jenny. I still have bad tri- bad dreams where my teeth fall out. I always thought I was the only one, just like yourself, it's a different context every time. Yeah, and it's just like, it'll be a dream about something, it has nothing to do with teeth, it's nothing to do with anything, it'll just be like some random ass stupid dream, and then all of a sudden, like, my teeth will start falling out my head, and I'm just like, where the fuck is this coming from? And it's always, always super, super vivid. Mark's got Mark's got a good one too, since he has a reoccurring dream, then walking outside and witness a passion. passion oh, I've life. had that one too. I've had that one a lot I've too. had that one, like, at least lot. three or four times. Yeah, you're I've watching had that one too. And sometimes it falls apart and breaks apart. Yeah. And people f- falling out through the sky. Yep, the I've had that one too. I had another one. I, I had I've that, that dream. I had that dream one time where the plane was kind of coming towards me a little bit, breaking apart in the air, and I'm running from it. Oh shit! It's gonna hit me. And then as it gets closer and closer and closer, I realize it's not getting any bigger, and I catch it. It's only the size of a model. And I'm looking at it, and there's little people in it. <laughs> that was a weird one. And I was like, what Tom's the Tom's a giant. Like, what the fuck? No, it was a miniature fucking yeah. 747. I'm like, what the fuck is this thing? All and the jet engines are fucking running and making fucking <laughs> hot fucking air blowing out of the back of it. And I'm like, what the... This, and I was thinking to myself, this is worth a fucking mint. This thing is worth... <laughs> you know what I mean? Look at this thing. With all these little people and shit. I'm going to hit the jackpot. But I woke up. 
It's really weird, yeah. though, because honestly, one of my worst fears, uh, I mean, yeah. of several that I have, but one of my worst fears is being, like, in a plane and, like, the plane, you know, plunging out of the sky. That's why I don't really like to fly in airplanes. I'm always, like, really anxious about it. So whenever I dream, and I have had this same dream several times, thankfully, uh, I'm always on the ground, and I always see it, like, over there, like, crash into a field and, yeah. like, blow up or something. Like, I always have dreams like that. I don't think I've ever dreamed that I was on a plane that crashed, which is good because I'd probably, like, fucking have a heart attack and die, like, in my sleep because it would be fucking terrifying. I had some weird-ass dreams when I was a little kid. Yeah, I did, too. One of them was is I fucking went out in the backyard and and found a fucking... Basically, it was a Fokker triplane, but it was, it was like, my size, which would have made it, you know, 30-foot, maybe 20, 20... No, not even that. It would probably be about 10 feet across the wingspan, and I got in that little thing. It was like a large model. Because I had this dream when I was about, I don't know, six or seven. And I got in that fucking triplane. And I was at the time I was living in California, uh, in Long Beach. And I got in that triplane, fucking took off in the backyard. It was flying all over fucking, uh, fucking Carson. Yeah, I was above Carson. <laughs> Looking at the houses and shit. And I was a little kid flying an airplane. I was fucking jacked. Another one I had. <laughs> I had this bad habit. Getting a hose and fucking digging and making, you know, I'd do it in the backyard. Fucking dig out rivers and fucking lakes. Oh, I used and, to do that too. Fill them up, fuck with water. Then and my shit. dad would come out and be oh, like, "You're making pissed. a whole fucking mud. yeah." My mom didn't care. She whole, just thought fucking, it was funny. But. Make a moat and everything. Yeah. Well, I had a dream. <laughs> I had a dream. I was doing that, and I had this fucking elaborate thing. It looked like fucking Splash Mountain or something out of fucking. It was you know small. You know, it fucking it was only about eight, eight inches wide, but it was all over the fucking yard and i had that shit filled with water i even had fucking fake volcanoes going Epic. and i was yeah it was like <laughs> it was like something out of fucking willy wonka and i'm standing next to this little fucking fake river that i made and fucking coming down the fucking river i couldn't believe it it was a fucking pirate ship oh i love this I yeah love this. pirate ship about, about that before. big i love and this. i said look at that thing and i look on a fucking Look on the deck of the pirate ship, and Yosemite Sam is that they're fucking yelling at me, shooting at me. On the pirates. Yeah, yeah. Dang, damn it. You know, he's it gets shooting. better. It gets better. I reach down and grab that son of a bitch like that and bite him, bite his fucking hat right through his head, and he was filled with fucking that ultra hot fucking cherry filling, pie filling <laughs> from the McDonald's fucking cherry pie. I was burning my mouth and shit. That's my favorite. Like, Oh man, that was my dream. Yosemite Sam's hat is full of hot cherry. Yeah, filling. it bit through his hat and his head, and it was filled with that fucking cherry pie filling. It was caution hot. Right? That's Said that. awesome. Your mom would give you that, and fucking yeah. I bit his ass like I was Godzilla. <laughs> yeah, shooting at me with those fucking Root six shooters. Yeah, yeah, he was shooting. That's fucking like fun. Yosemite Sam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. And the ship went by and everything. You know. <laughs> That's so awesome. Yeah, that's one of the like, best dreams ever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then, like, that made me laugh so hard the first time he yeah, told me. Yeah, I had that. several dreams where I was digging in the backyard. One time I was digging in the backyard and fucking a <laughs> hole went through, and I was like, "Whoa!" And there was a hollow space. I was like, "What the fuck?" And I stuck my head through it and looked around, and I, I was looking at a cave. There was a hole. It was hollow. Was there sleep stacks in there? No, but there was there was stalactites <laughs> and stalagmites. Cool. And the surface of the earth was only six inches deep. Everywhere. All over the whole huh. planet. 
You could right. dig six inches and fucking be in something. You were just a roof. You were just like yeah. an eggshell. You could break through. And then, just, the, and then you go under there, and then there's the mole people. Yeah, I never, I didn't jump in there. I was scared, but it was light. It wasn't even dark in there. So it is like the mole people. You can see it. Yeah. So what the <laughs> fuck? Probably something I saw in a movie, like a '50s sci-fi flick. Yeah, probably. like yeah. the mole people. Yeah. I've seen that multiple times. But say, yeah, same kind of thing. It was like there was people that lived down there, but they were all like all super pale, obviously, because yeah. they didn't see the sun. But it was kind of like fake. Yeah. And all they ate was mushrooms. Okay, look, we gotta get to the case, man. We're, we're having a good time talking about dreams. Everybody's talking about. I know it's like, well, you yeah. know, it's paranormal adjacent. Yeah. It's paranormal adjacent. Yeah. All right, so uh, yeah, it was, we'll just kind of let you throw in like whenever if you want to come up with this because you watched yeah. this episode too. So yeah. There was some. I'll, I'll get into it. You'll get into it. I'll get into it. All right. So like there were some things that rang true and some things that didn't, but okay. Yeah, I'm not really sure how I feel about yeah. this one to be honest with you. Um, so yeah, so this one is actually set in Syracuse, New York. So as I said, we got a paranormal investigator, Stacy Jones. I think she's been on a couple of other episodes also, like talking about other cases, but this is her own case. So she's married to a dude named Lloyd who doesn't really like figure into it all that much. It's her second husband, I guess. And she has a 15 year old son named Jamie, who is also on the show. Now, so Stacy, I guess, uh, she was like a former police officer. I was reading an, uh, an interview with her where she said she actually wanted to go to college for parapsychology, but by the time that she got to college age, the only college that still did parapsychology was Duke, and she's like, well, she either couldn't get in there or she couldn't afford it, so she's like, well, I guess I'll go be a cop instead, because, okay. Uh, so she went and, you know, became a cop. Now, she actually felt like her being a cop made her a really good paranormal investigator because she was always like relying on skepticism and evidence and stuff like that, which, you know, that's, that's probably fair. So she does like a bunch of, um, you know, she does like lectures and stuff like that on the subject. Um, and she was also at the time she said that this happened. She was also uh, a full-time student. So there was like a lot going on. Uh, and again, she's friends with John Zaffis who, you know, if you don't know, was the nephew of the Warrens, so he's like a demonologist kind of guy. He's on a lot of these episodes as well. So she was the one that founded Central New York Ghost Hunters. I don't know if it's still around or not, but apparently it, you know, swelled to uh, at least 75 members or so, they say, and that was in 2012. So her husband, Lloyd, not really that much of a believer, but, you know, kind of supportive anyway. Uh, Jamie, who was the son, he said he kind of grew up with it, so, you know, the paranormal seemed normal to him because it was just always something that his mom was into. So, uh, so yeah, so like I said, the son and the mom were both on the show, like, for real. John Zaffis was on there, and I think the priest that did the eventual exorcism was on there also, but that's the, the only, like, real people that were on there. Stacy said that she mostly only focuses on human spirits, whereas John Zaffis, John Zaffis is more like the demon guy. You know what I mean? Like he'll go and do John talk Zaffis, to, the demon, the guy. demon guy. <laughs> that's what his. That'd that's what his business series. card says. That'd be a says. good series. Yeah. That's what his business card says. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. the demon guy. Yeah. yeah, he's the one that's like the you know the non-human entities. That's why she only deals with human entities. She's not dealing with any of that demonic bullshit. Okay. John Zaffis, the demon guy. <laughs> Yeah, Ben said Duke was the only college that offered parapsychology, at least back in the day. Yeah, I kind of feel like for a while there were there was Duke, and then I, I, th UCLA I think did. there was th well, there, I think there was three other yeah. ones for a little while, but then like for a while, I think Duke was the only one. Yeah. I don't even know if Duke still does parapsychology anymore. Um, oh, well, I think what happened with her was that well, she's like, well, they do parapsychology, but you have to get like a P it's a PhD program, and she was just kind of like, ain't no one got time for that, maybe, you know, because it takes a long time to yeah. get a PhD. So you know what I mean. Uh, 
but I don't even know if they do that anymore. Uh, so, okay, so Stacy and her team, which on this show is, like, two, it's, like, a guy and another woman, and the other woman, uh, the little short woman with the glasses, she, that actress has been on a bunch of other episodes, too. Like, I think she played, like, psychics and shit like that on other episodes, because they all have the same, a lot of these have the, you know, they have the same stable of actors or whatever. So this team is going to investigate a local cemetery where there have been a bunch of reports of ghostly activity. So, um, her and her family, I guess her and her family, they were supposed to go on a picnic that day anyway, because it was like a Saturday. So she ends up going on the picnic with the son and the husband, uh, you know, kind of in a field or whatever, a park or whatever, like across from the cemetery. And then the paranormal team is there as well. Now, Jamie decides, the 15-year-old kid, he's going to help out on the investigation too. Now, I guess this was something he didn't really do that much before. But he was just kind of like, yeah, I'm just going to hang out. I'll do the investigation with you hanging out in a cemetery. I mean, that sounds kind of fun. It's like kind of scary or whatever. He's like, well, I don't really want to hang out alone at home because I guess the dad, Lloyd, I guess like he worked at night. So he wasn't there. Like they always work at night on this fucking show. All the men do, which is really weird to me. (laughs) It happens a lot. So now Stacy said, well, normally she's like, we investigated other cemeteries and they're usually like pretty benign places. So she didn't really think there was any danger in taking Jamie along with her. Like, she didn't think anything bad was going to happen. Famous last words. So the funny thing about this was that even at the introduction, or even when they're talking about the cemetery, I can't remember what cemetery it was, or even if it was, like, if they said what the real place was called. But um, they basically, the narrator, Anthony Call, he says, "Uh, this cemetery houses bodies of soldiers killed in, like, every war since 18-whatever. And I was like, so, like, pretty much every other cemetery in the United States then? Or, well, I mean, like, pretty much any other, like, large cemetery would have soldiers from pretty much every war. All the wars. Yeah. Yeah, that's like, so, I mean, the way that they said it, it was, like, it was super unusual. Yeah, that's common. But then we'll see the thing about it, too, and I've noticed this, too. Like, usually in his introductions, like, he'll be, like, you know, uh, you know, Get you some more ice. Cleveland, Ohio, or whatever the fuck the, the place is, the stuff is taking place. He'll always, they'll always try to make that location seem, like, creepier than any other location by basically saying, you know, the city of whatever it is is underpinned by, uh, by the dead and stuff like that. I'm like, well, everywhere is, though. I mean, I know it sounds scarier when you say it like that, but... If you think about it for five seconds, I'm just kind of like, and I, I kind of got the same vibe like with the cemetery. They were saying it houses like all the bodies, uh, soldiers killed in violent ways. I'm like, well, yeah, that's generally yeah. how soldiers in yeah, wars yeah, get yeah. killed violently. Cleveland, um, Ohio, a place <laughs> where lots of people die. <laughs> I like like everywhere else. On yeah, Earth. like everywhere else. <laughs> the most haunted place in the earth would be Rome. It's been there for what fucking three thousand years. <laughs> The city of Rome must be haunted Or, like, spot. ancient Egypt yeah. or some shit like that. Yeah, yeah, something where humans have lived in, yeah. like, in, in great numbers for a yeah. really long for, time. Yeah. If any High place is going to be haunted. density, every square inch had a motherfucker die on it in the past 3,000 years. I mean, it was, at this point, like, unless a place is super, super remote, yeah. I kind of feel like most places, if it's a city, if it's been a city for any length of time, yeah, yeah you're walking all over dead people. There's yeah. dead people everywhere. Mis- accidents have happened in places people just dying in their sleep everywhere yeah that's well, hi okay hi yeah. you are you set yeah that's what i mean so it's just kind of like even if nobody died in your house specifically it's like people have probably died on that area yeah, of land where the house was there yeah. 
So it's like, you know, I don't worry too much about it. Mm. I don't worry too much about it. Because, yeah. like I said, if ghosts were real and if everybody came back as a ghost, then there would be sh- you wouldn't be able to move. For yeah. the ghosts, you would they would just be like overlapping ghosts like everywhere. Yeah, and in a lot of places, at least in the United States, the cemetery business is kind of, especially during the eighteen and the early nineteen hundreds, was pretty fucking um, shady. Chances are, there's a lot of stuff built on top of cemeteries. You know. Yeah. After that cemetery's old, they just move the headstones and they just build something on top of it. Yeah, only move that. Yeah, and it was out in the middle of the country back in the day, but now that's the fucking center of town. You know? Well, yeah. And I mean, right. once all those people's relatives are dead, too, nobody and cares. nobody... Yeah, it's like, you know, that's sad, but yeah. most people get forgotten. That's just, like, the way yeah. of... That's the way shit goes. And the, the caskets have all fucking collapsed, and... Right. They're just yeah. bones. And they may not even be bones, depending if there's fucking... If there's groundwater or things have changed, it may not even be bones. Yeah, it might just be, like, yeah. little pieces of nothing. Pieces of stuff. Zach says, the city of endless murder, Hog Swallow, Alabama... <laughs> I do, like, I get it. They're trying to, like, you know, they're trying to set the scene. Yeah. And they're trying to say, like, this place is scarier than any other, than most other places. But it's just kind of, like, I don't know. That's, like, that's funny to me, like, the way they always try to do that. Like, try to make everything seem, like, different than another place. Yeah, places are all about the same. Yeah, I mean, essentially. Yeah. And this, like I said, this is Syracuse, New York. So, yeah, that's kind of, like, in the upper, like, New England-y type of area. So, you know. It's it's gonna be there's gonna be all kind of like fucking dead bodies and haunted shit up there, but you know, it's that's just the same as everywhere else. It's, I'm not that worried about it. So uh, so yes, yeah, so they go to the cemetery, whatever it is. Now Stacy said that she had gotten a lot of emails from people saying that they'd seen like uh you know apparitions or like weird shit in this cemetery in particular. Mostly what she said was like shadows moving around in there. Um, so she said though, that she's like, well, I'm pretty skeptical of these reports initially. She's like, you know, a lot of people will go to cemeteries and hang out like just because they want to be scared. So sometimes they'll just like see what they want to see or they'll make something out of nothing. So that's kind of like the attitude that she was going into it like that. You know what I mean? So, uh, the team has all the usual like high tech equipment, like your, you know, fucking the cameras and the EVP shit and all that kind of stuff. But one of the guys, like the guy, brings dousing rods. Yeah. Now, Stacy uh, doesn't really see much use for these. She's like, basically, she's like, well, maybe it can find anything that's like ionized, quote unquote. Like, it's like, maybe it can find groundwater, maybe it can find metal or something like that. But she's like, I don't think it can find ghosts or it can do like any kind of paranormal shit. So she just doesn't really see the point of it. Um, so she's just like, whatever. She just thinks it's really silly. So the guy on the team, though, like, shows Jamie how to use them, which basically just entails, hey, just hold them like that and wait for them to vibrate and, like, lead you someplace. So there's that. So once they get into the cemetery, uh, Stacy and Jamie go off and investigate, like, the back, this other, these two quadrants over here. And then, like, the other two people who's, I don't even know if they said what their names are, but they went over to the other half of the cemetery and farted around over there. So Jamie basically she's like he's like well what the fuck am I supposed to do with these dowsing rods <laughs> like what are they supposed to do and then his mom was just kind of like hey why don't you like tell it to find a grave that has the name Smith on it or something like that and she was like joking you know what I mean so he's like okay find me a grave that says Smith on it um and then like nothing happens at first but then Jamie said that the rods started like vibrating all weird and started like kind of clicking together and like kind of pointing him toward this I don't know, it was like a clump of shrubbery or something like that, like by this big tree or whatever. 
So he kind of goes over there and he's like, Mom, these are all like acting really weird. So they go over there and they pull all the bushes aside and lo and behold, they find a flat grave under there that has the name Yada Yada Smith on it. And Jamie's like, well, that's pretty fucking freaky. Although Stacy points out, rightly so, that Smith is a very, very common last name and it's probably just a coincidence. She's like, you know, this is a very big cemetery and there's probably lots of graves that have the name Smith on them. And honestly, like I said, it would have been a lot more impressive if they'd have come up with like some fucking crazy ass, like really, really rare last name. And then it found that, you know what I mean? But even then it's like that kid could have been at that cemetery before and known that grave was there and then like pulled, you know what I mean? There's all kind of like stuff that could have really happened. I always wondered about dowsing rods because it used to be back when I was a kid, it was rumored that oil companies were hiring famous dowsers to go out with those things and they I think they did some they did some TV special when I was a kid I think it must have been back in the 70s oh that, I know what you're talking, I you know saw talking about I saw that that guy was going out and he was yeah. famous for finding oil and that his his success rate was evidently greater than the geologists that were saying oh, I'd probably dig here and little oil companies were hiring him to go out I think it was out in Texas to put wells it's not like it was, but now I think I don't think anybody can just put a well and have your own oil company. They got it monopolized now. But it used to be you could just have an oil well in your backyard. I remember in Mississippi, the people had oil wells back there. Little bitty oil well. You know this thing look like the grasshopper? Yeah. Like the size of a car out in somebody's backyard sitting there pumping oil. They'd sell it. Just pump it into a barrel. But they stopped all that. People making three, $400 a month pumping oil. Anyway, uh, somebody mentioned that Pliny the Younger in ancient Rome, reported to seeing a ghost. Yeah, his story's kind of odd, too. It was a, uh, He sees the ghost, and it's rattling chains and shit. And he looked at it, and he, he ignored it because he knew things like that didn't exist. But then it kept rattling chains and fucking with him, and he had to engage. Hey! He had, yeah, <laughs> had, he had to engage with it. And then he, All right, what? I can't remember what it did. It asked him to do something or, or something, and then... Um, and it went, But that's, that's just... That's something else when you ignore a ghost because you know things like that don't exist. That's hardcore. Yeah. Like, ah, oh, fuck that. <laughs> things like that don't you're, exist. You're a fragment of an underdone potato. Yeah. He went back, <laughs> he went back to re, he went back to reading his book. Yeah, no, no, no. He, <laughs> he was staying... He, was staying, he, he said hey, that he was down. staying in an old house that was reported to be haunted. And this is back in, you know, 2,000 years ago in Rome. Although I remember come, walking away from reading that or hearing about that. I think somebody was reporting what he... I was reading a book where it was reported exactly what he said in his book, what Pliny the Younger had said. And it read like a... kind of like a morality tale. It didn't read like something that actually happened. And yeah, I, I mean, they could make up stories back then, yeah, too. Yeah, and if, chances are, <laughs> Pliny the Younger probably didn't, didn't write it. Because there, there was a lot of forged books back in the day. If you wanted to make good money back in the day, you could forge a book supposedly written by Socrates. They did it all the time. <laughs> yeah. They would fucking... There was yeah, a they lot, had no shame. They had no shame. They'd fucking for, <laughs> they'd forge fucking Socrates. They'd forge Plato... They'd, flo- they'd forge uh, fucking Galen. They would forge anything. They forged the Bible. The, the, those Bi- not really the Bible. The books that ended up being put into the New Testament and, and 
Some of those are forgeries. Some some of that shit is fake, Paul. <laughs> it's still in there though. It got canonized. I mean, because that's the but thing. Like at, any motherfucker can yeah. like write anything as yeah. long as it kind of sounds legit. As long as people it are like, oh, okay, I suppose so. They didn't know. There's a. Yeah. It's not like there was any way to check that. No. But they would sell fake Paul in the marketplace and fake little books and Thomas, Gospel of Thomas, probably a fake, is a fake. You, you can still get it. But the, the Christian authors wrote Christian fanfic constant before the Bible was canonized. It took them forever to go through all that shit to end up with a canon to make the New Testament. And they still, some of that shit's a forgery and it's in there. Christians get mad when I say that, but fucking scholars that read the original Greek and this well, and that, they're, all, they're like, going, no, that is true. not Paul talking. That's fake Paul. It's true. I forgot which one it is. Like I guess it's very, very easy to very like easy. fake shit back then. Yeah. Very easy. And not all the New Testaments are the same. You know, each church has their own canon. Greek Orthodox and the Egyptian fucking Egyptian Coptic New Testament's different. and It's, it's mostly the same, but it's got a different selection of books in it. There's some African versions that have stuff in it, Christian African stuff. Ben says it was a long period in Jewish history where it was illegal to declare yourself a prophet, so people would find prophecies by Noah, Moses, Lot, yeah. etc., and circulate them. Yeah. yeah, you just slap someone else's name on it. Like I said, it's the same kind of shit they do nowadays where it's like, I'm going to yeah. write a novel, but yeah. I don't think it's going to sell, so I'm going to say it's like based on a true story or something like that. Like It's harder to get away with nowadays, but... You know, it happened. Like people are no different. <laughs> God of God of Abraham books is a religious. Uh, it, it would be a good way to put it. All those books that were centered around the God of Abraham were kind of a kind of like the MCU. They were a, a genre of literature, and uh, good dudes wrote them. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's like fanfic. Yeah. And it's all written in a style, okay, and an accepted style of that era. And that style is a religious style. It, other books written at the same time did not have that style. So when you're picking those books up, they were, from day one, they were written to be religious manuscripts. Religious dot. And it was a, just, just my, oh. out of my shoe. <laughs> I thought Blake Pookie made shoe, that noise. No, shoe, shoe squeaking on, on, on. Now here's the thing. You could definitely say the Book of Mormon's like that. And I'm going to say everything that I've read about Islam is like that. And you could say, well, that's fan fiction. They're all equally like that. So it's, diffi it's difficult to draw a line between... There are genres of literature. And there are articles of faith. You know what I mean? They're all about the same. Just because you think it's ridiculous, you think it's ridiculous, but they don't think it's ridiculous. And that's just a universal fucking thing. Uh, and it's right there in that Pauline material. They're talking about, it's, hey, I think it's already. We only believe in our supper and our savior. Don't listen to, to them with their supper and their savior. They're talking totally, about totally more than different. one Jesus and more than one <laughs> Christianity. The different versions of Christianity fighting each other. It's just like, hey, man, they're fucking Batman is fucked up. That shit's been, you know what I mean? That was written by some other guys. That's not real Batman. That's not real Superman. That's not real Star Wars. That's Turkish knockoff Yes, Batman. Turkish knockoff bullshit. <laughs> he goes, oh, no, no, no. That fucking, that Ryan Johnson Star Wars, that's not fucking Star Wars. That's what they're talking about in that. Yeah. Yeah. 
you guys are still having that fight. Is that saying these are nerd fiction? Fiction. These are yeah. These are nerds. Yeah. This is what these are. Nerds. Bible nerds. Nerds. Yeah. Yeah, the whole time. It's like there's nothing wrong with nerds. I'm. They're fighting over the MCU. They're fighting over DC and Marvel. They're fighting over that. That's not the real Superman. That's a reboot. You know, that's what they're talking about. You raped my childhood. Yeah. It's like that. It's been going on for thousands of years. Nothing's new. Yeah, that's what I mean. That's why it's just nowadays I just kind of roll my ass at it. So like, yeah. That's like, okay. I mean, I'm not saying I don't get like nerd out about stuff because I do, but I'm just saying I'm not going to get like fucking outraged about it because that's yeah. very silly to me. Yeah, don't take any of that seriously. Ben says, up until the late 19th century, book publishing was a total laissez-faire enterprise. That is true. Yeah. You had almost no way of knowing if a book in your hand was really written by or published by who it was purported yet. It's that's just like act, today. Act, yeah. It's just like today. They're worried about fake news and fucking, oh, this is disinformation and this... What fucking history books have you been reading? News was always fake. Always. It was called yellow journalism. I was I came up in high school where they warned you. Yeah, the news is fake. It's called yellow journalism. They're all fucking claiming different things. You can pay a newspaper to write anything. And they have their own allies that they protect and their own enemies that they run that they run up against. It's all propaganda. Propaganda and lies. And you can lie by omission. There's a bunch of stylistic ways to massage anything, to be anything. But nowadays, they say, well, if you don't believe our shit, then that's fucking disinformation. Man, fuck you. That's on you to figure out who's lying and who's telling the truth. You know? Because they're going to, what, punish you for wrong think? You know what I mean? Oh, you're thinking the wrong thing. you got to go to a concentration camp. That's eventually what it gets down to. That's what it was in other places of the world. you got to be careful. Man, fuck them. You believe what you want to believe based upon what you find to dig up. But I don't trust authority. They lie. They're rich. If you're rich, you got shit to protect. You're going to lie. That's what you're going to do. You're going to hire armies of lawyers and writers to lie for you so you can continue to make money. Danny Rowling said the demon in this episode was weak as shit and barely had any control over the kid, unlike other episodes with yeah. demons. Yeah, we'll say it was a little. The end of this was a little anticlimactic. We'll say that. We'll say that. Um, even not even any levitation. Because at least the possessed had some levitation. You know what I mean? Yeah, weakest on-screen possession. <laughs> yeah. This was it. Didn't really make the kid do anything other than act like a regular bratty teenager, pretty much. You know what I mean? <laughs> okay. So anyway, where was I? Okay. So Get another drink. So uh, so yeah. They're, the whole thing with the dowsing rods, and uh, she's like, yeah, well, there's probably lots of graves in here that have Smith, like, the last name on there, so don't get too excited about it. She's like, maybe there was just water or metal or something like that, like, underneath the grave, so, you know, it's probably nothing. Now, at this point, like, the other two members of the team, like I said, whose names I don't remember, if they even said them, are over on the other side, and they're just, like, fucking around, like, drinking coffee out of a thermos or nothing. So I guess, like, nothing's going on over there. So they called Stacy on the radio being like, hey, what's going on? She's like, hey, it's not, not fuck all going on over here. But then Jamie, like, I get there's kind of, like, a period where, and I'm not really sure, like, why this happened, but I guess, like, where his mom wandered off to, like, look at some shit or whatever, or he wandered off to look at some shit, and then, like, he couldn't find her for a minute, so he's like, keeps calling her, so he's, like, looking around going, mom, where'd you go, blah, blah, blah. And, um, then he kind of looks over and starts seeing, like, shadow people running around, like, behind, like, like, a bunch of them, you know what I mean? Like, they're, like, going from the gravestones to, like, the trees and shit like that, like, running around behind the graves. So, I guess Stacy, like, the mom, because the kid is, like, you know, 
shitting bricks. I was like, what the fuck is that? And like the mom starts freaking out too. Cause she's like, well, that's not good. Whatever that is. So she starts like snapping pictures of it, like over there. And then she's like, you know what? Um, probably we should get the fuck out of here. Cause I don't like the look of that. What? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's like, basically she said, and the quote that she said from the show was they were quote unquote black forms that dart between trees and tombstones. So that's what they were seeing. Now, Stacy calls the other ones on the radio and says, yeah, we need to get the fuck out of Dodge. Um, and they okay. immediately, like, pack up all their shit. They're like, okay, well, we know that Stacy doesn't usually, like, overreact to shit. So the fact that she's kind of, like, freaking out on the radio saying we have to leave, it's like, obviously, there's something bad. So she has determined that these shadow people are not human spirits. They're either demons or simply dark negative energies in the form of people, I guess. But that's kind of what they're seeing. She's like, those aren't human ghosts, so this is not, this is this is above my pay grade. So I'm gonna get out of here, basically. Um, now, for a time when they're leaving the cemetery, I don't know how big the cemetery is, but they can't really find their way out. So they're kind of like wandering around and they kind of like hear footsteps behind them for a little while, but like don't see anybody. And then Stacy said she felt like she was being surrounded, like they were being surrounded, like something was like watching them or some shit like that. And it was like really freaky. So finally they hear the two of the other two, like of the team, like calling them from the parking lot. And at that point it's implied that one of the shadow people like then enters Jamie's body because he goes like all blurry, like, whoa, you know what I mean? Like that. So, I mean, I guess it's like, it goes, Cause you know, and you know me, we're like sitting there in the bed watching it, and I'm just like, did it just go in his booty hole? Go <laughs> in a booty hole. It had to go in somewhere, like in one of the orifices, right? Yeah. Okay, could have yeah, gone yeah. up his nose, maybe. Right. Or it could have just been like. Whoosh. I don't know how. I don't know yeah, how. These women are. They're always. I don't know how shadow people work. These women are always thinking about going up in sticking the booty stuff hole. in your booty uh, hole. Yeah. <laughs> yes. You can't. You just can't separate women and their fantasies of fucking going up in men's booty holes. <laughs> I couldn't believe it, but it was confirmed by other females that yeah that they yeah they they, they fantasize about that. He says you got to watch these women, man. <laughs> we're we're women. the worst. Yeah, <laughs> they're watching too much of that gay porn. That's what it is. Yeah. Victor says, "Holy crap! I didn't even know y'all streamed on Mondays. Yeah. I'm never off on Mondays. Lol. Yeah, we've been streaming on Mondays for a long time. Like we used to do movie reviews, but then a few months back." because everybody asked us to do, go back to do like a haunting episode so we started doing that so now like for the last few months we've been doing like a haunting episode every monday so and then we do movies on sunday and tuesday so welcome on the yeah these are super fun actually and we drink on this shit too yeah <laughs> we don't get, drink as much really. we yeah we don't drink as much yeah. like we don't get as fucked up as well we don't get as fucked up as tom was on friday <laughs> If you if you watch oh, that, oh man, show. I was fucking fucked up. The next day, like on yeah. Saturday, I like we slept kind of late, and he didn't remember anything. And he yeah. comes in my office like at you know eleven or twelve yeah. the next day, and he's like, "Last night was a clusterfuck, wasn't it?" Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm remember. like, I think so. I think it was. Yeah. I couldn't even remember riding back from the biker bar. But that's not good. I went back, check the, I went downstairs to check to make sure the motorcycle was in the garage. It says it is. Well, I knew you because I wasn't drunk, and I yeah. and you left before me, and I yeah. was in the, my car. Yeah. So I was like, well, if you had wrecked, then I would have found you because we would have yeah. gone back the same. I don't think way. I was drunk when I left, though. No. I think I got drunk later on the show. Well, yeah, and it had retrograde amnesia. Amnesia, yeah. Yeah, it had retrograde. Yeah, that I, happens sometimes. Because um, no, everything was put away properly, and you know. I don't remember having any problem going home. I don't remember being drunk at the bar. 
Other than you being on the pole and stuff like that. Oh, you, you, the girls were eating that shit up, man. Do you remember being on the pole? Yeah, I went up on the pole and started fucking <laughs> shit. I was looking good, too. Some old ladies would turn around and looking like, yeah! <laughs> They're all in their 60s and shit, you know. Well, not all of them, but... <laughs> Yeah, girl. Yeah. I'm going to get up in your booty hole. Yeah, yeah. It's, 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 it's fucking 60-year-old women fucking showing up. Hold on, I'll be right back. Then they come back with a fucking fucking <laughs> a butt dildo plug. and shit. <laughs> you, never, you never can't tell. These are fucking biker women, man. You got to watch that shit, man. That's what I mean. Crazy. You don't know. Biker women and fucking farm people, farm hands and shit, ranchers and shit. That's what I mean. We got all kind of stuff going on in our brains all the time. Women y'all are, y'all don't know the half of it. Women are perverted, man. We're the worst. Perverted. Yeah. We just don't like, well, you know, we, we just you don't, don't express like, it. You don't express it. No, yeah, we yeah. just, we just keep that just shit keep to ourselves most right. of the time. I understand. I understand. We're, I mean, but honestly, well, I know, like I said, I just, <laughs> women said their imaginations tend to be like a lot more fucked up than yeah, yeah. imagination. So. Cause sometimes like, you know, cause I read a lot of like uh, horror and stuff. And so, like, sometimes I'll read some, like, extreme horror by men, and I'm like, eh, it's fucked up, but, yeah. eh. But I'll, then I'll read some shit that some women wrote, and I'm like, holy fuck, that's really fucked up. Yeah. It's, like, a lot more imagined. Jen's written porn, too, of, uh, of all the stuff that she she's written in the past. The porn's all gone, though, now, right? Yeah, show. I didn't really write that much of it. Yeah. It's just, you know. Yeah, it's not And that. most of it was, like, kind of funny. Cause was it's it funny? Like, you know like, I mean? like Chuck Tangle type shit? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Some of it wasn't funny, but like yeah. some, I had more fun when it was like funny. Yeah, you know what I mean. Um, yeah. Okay. So where was I? Oh, where was I? Okay. Oh, we we're talking about um, yeah. the shadow people going into the kid's booty hole. Okay. So that's that's yeah. how we got distracted. That that was the point. Okay. So they all leave the cemetery and they go back home. Seemingly everything's fine because nobody knows about the shadow person, like you know, soaking into Jamie's body. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Ben said some funny shit. Read what Ben says about the Landover Baptist. Landover Baptist Online Ministry has an expert in homosexual propaganda and media manipulation as part of his research. He's watched over 8,000 gay porn movies. Um, I don't know if you guys know, but Landover Baptist, it's like a, um, it's a joke site. It's kind of like The Onion, but of like, it's supposed to be like a real, it's set up like it's a real religious group, Mm -hmm. but they're actually like trolls. They're actually like, you know what I mean? It's actually like a joke. So it's like The Onion, but it's, they're super, super funny. It's super funny. But yeah, so if anybody, I haven't been there in a while, but yeah, I remember it being really funny. He's watched over 8,000 gay porn movies. Mark says, speaking of hauntings, the Ammon House case has been on the Patreon poll a couple times. I know, and it never wins. Um, I hope you guys do a show on it because it's a pretty damn interesting case with credible witnesses. I always really like that case, and I'm always surprised. Maybe I'll have to, like, I'll have to manipulate the polls and, like, I'll put it in a poll with, like, a bunch of lame topics. <laughs> And then maybe it'll win. I never know what's going to win, though. It's always something different. Like, because sometimes I'm like, oh, well, everybody wanted paranormal stuff. So I put paranormal stuff and then it doesn't win. Or sometimes it's true crime or sometimes it's history. I never know, like, what's going to win from week to week. Like, I try to put a good combo. Like, if you're not on our Patreon, you should go in there. All you have to, you only have to give, like, a dollar a month and you can vote in the polls. Like, and you can vote on the topic and you can vote on whatever we do the movie retrospective on. And I usually put, like, five choices and i usually try to do a good thing like i'll put one or two like true crime cases i'll put like a history case or just like a weird history kind of thing like a paranormal thing ghost story like shit like that so i try to have like a good like variety of stuff but i'm always like interested to see what wins this week actually wednesday night uh the topic that won was lisa mcpherson the scientology 
uh, murder-ish? You know. Uh, Not so much murder. It was more like neglect. Yeah. Neglect that resulted I, in her death. call it a negligent homicide. Yeah. And I'd, yeah. I'm actually, like, really excited that that won, because I've been wanting to, you know, somebody mentioned it, and I was like, yeah, maybe we should do a show. We've done a sh- couple shows about Scientology, like, in general, but I don't think we've done a show, like, talking about her case specifically. And I did work with some people that knew her and, like, were her roommates and shit like that and were around and, like, testified at the trial and all that kind of stuff. So um, so I thought that would be, like, a really good show. That would be a really good show. Eventually, we will do the Ammon House case seriously because i wrote about it in unseen hand and it's like a really interesting case honestly uh so hopefully it'll win one of these days if it doesn't like maybe we'll just do a maybe we'll do a haunting mondays about it just we'll cheat (laughs) you know what i mean we can do that it's Mm -hmm. our show um but yeah so they all go back home everything seems to be fine now the next morning stacy looks at the pictures that she took at the cemetery like while all the shadow people were like running about but she doesn't see anything unusual so her husband, Lloyd, like, comes home from his night shift, and he's like, hey, how was the big, like, ghost hunt or whatever? And she's like, well, you know, we kind of saw some shit, and I didn't really get any documentation, though. And he's like, well, maybe that's because there wasn't anything there. Yuck, yuck, yuck. You know what I mean? So I'm like, yeah, thanks. You're very, very helpful. So anyway, Jamie wakes up. Now, this part was kind of funny. This this part, thank you, Victor. Thanks, Do man. a JonBenet R- Ramsey revisit for Christmas. Tis the season. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I actually did a show. I did a John Benet Ramsey uh, rundown on my Crime Immemorial channel. Like, and the, I did it, and then I was like, "Well, shit, I should have waited and done that on Christmas time." But oh well. Did we do? Did we do a Die Hard review? Um, that's a Christmas. Movie. I'm sure we did, but I'll I'll have to look. If we didn't do Die because Hard. when because De- December's coming, and I usually like to do Christmas horror and Christmas yeah. movies like we'll, right we'll around. We'll do it for the that. whole month. We'll do it for the whole month. But I want to do ones yeah. that we haven't done before yeah. because I mean I've done a lot of like Christmas horror yeah. movies. We've done Christmas Evil. I've done a Christmas horror story. Did I've we done... do Christmas Chronicles? We did Christmas Chronicles. Yeah, we did Christmas did Chronicles two. two. Right. Yeah. We did. No, they're um, making another one. I heard. Well, I yeah, that wouldn't surprise me because it was like pretty popular. I didn't mind the second one. The second one wasn't great. I mean, the first one, the the first first one's fantastic. I really, really like the first one. We watch it every year. Yeah. Uh, The second one, I think we watched the second one again last year, but it's not as good. I didn't like the Belsnickel. I liked the idea of putting Belsnickel in it. Um, You know, watch our Christmas Creatures show from like several years ago. Like, if you want to know the all of the info about Belsnickel. But I like that they put that character in there, but I just didn't love the way it was integrated into the story. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's I th- kind of think that was my main issue with it. Um, I do like that actor, though, because I've seen him in some other things. I just don't know if that was the right direction to go in for that character. But anyway. There's a bunch of shit they could put in a third one. I mean, Christmas mythology is just yeah, so... Yeah, a lot of stuff. Why, and like I said, if they're willing to go Belsnickel, it's like, yeah. why don't they go, like, what's... What, I mean, they to go. You could do a Wendigo, couldn't you? No, I couldn't. Well, I mean, I was going to say you could do Krampus, but I mean, but they've already done. I mean, there is a definitive, like, really, really good holiday comedy horror movie called Krampus that I kind of feel like is the definitive. And there's like a million Krampus movies now. But I kind of feel like maybe there's so much weird Christmas mythology that you could do. Why don't they do one about the Christmas witch? Yeah. From Italy. What's her fucking name? Uh, it starts. I think it starts with a B. I can't remember what it is right now. But yeah, there's like the Christmas witch that flies on the broom and like throws presents out and shit like that. Come on, do that. That's that'd be fucking badass. All right. So um, anyway, where was I? Okay. So Jamie wakes up the next morning, 
And uh, this is kind of where the credibility starts uh, crumbling away a little bit for me. Because Jamie wakes up and sees that there's like a five-pointed star, not like a pentagram, because it's not like, because you know what a pentagram is like, you know, you draw it like that, it's like crossed over type thing. This one was kind of just like the outline. Does that make any sense? Yeah. It's like the outside. It looks like a cookie, yeah. like a star-shaped cookie is what yeah. it looks like. Um, so it's on his thigh. Yeah, like, I was looking at that. I was calling bullshit on it. I'm like, no. So it's like... It's, it was a brand, if you ask me. Yeah, it was like carved into his like What we suspected was yeah. that this motherfucker, he's a teenager. He's starting to go like fucking... He was trying to be edgy. He's, he's going on edgelord. And so he's like, I'm going to go get a brand or a tattoo or something or like that. Or a scarification or something. And then he's like, well, shit, how can I... Um, you know, it, what if my mom sees this and I have to come yeah. up with some excuse? Oh, a demon did it. Yeah, that's a, I, I immediately understood. <laughs> immediately go, oh, you're gonna which blame I, it on the fucking demon. Which I was like, all right, that's, fair. Yeah. I like, I, I respect your game. It was either scar, <laughs> it was either scarification or a brand. And, I mean, that's what it looked like in the show. Yeah, I don't know what it looked right. like. Right, and life, the star that he did, that was some fucking, that was some 2000s shit. Okay, it was, yeah. That would have been really cool with in Hot Topic in the 2000s yeah. era. You know what I mean? Fucking, I don't know. Maybe he took one with, of his mom's with cookie his cutters. Fighters album and shit. You know what I mean? It would be some <laughs> shit like that. When he when he maybe he took one of his mom's like star shaped cookie cutters Got and like heated it up shit. and then that's kind of what it looked like. Yeah, it looked like a star shaped like whatever yeah. Christmas cookie. Yeah, like and he was cool cutters. as shit. He was dating some girl with a fucking tongue ring and Jankos with a fucking yeah. short belly shirt. I mean, we're just speculating. They were so hot back in those days, man. You guys know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. That's what I suspect. I don't those think the demon... hot, man. I don't think the demon yeah. put the star-shaped thing yeah. on his leg. Yeah. I think maybe he did that and then, like, was trying to come up with some excuse. I don't know. Like, I don't know the guy. I'm just saying. That was the first thing that we thought of. Um, But, yeah. So, he's like... He says, like, Mom, look at this. Oh, my God. Like, I woke up and it was there. And Stacy, uh, you know she was just kind of like no she's like what did you do to yourself i didn't do it it just appeared there and i'm just like a likely story uh but jamie at this point said he felt really betrayed because stacy didn't believe him and like i said stacy is a paranormal investigator so you would think that you could come up with like whatever kind of crazy shit and she'd just be like oh my god it's ghosts but she totally didn't believe him so over the next several weeks or whatever, uh, Jamie said he started feeling kind of like numb to everybody, doesn't give a shit about it anymore. He starts like acting up at school. Apparently he like says and does weird shit, but then a few minutes later, like it doesn't remember it. Like he gets sent to like the, you know, the example that they give is like he gets sent to the principal's office at school because he was sitting in the classroom like and they said he was mumbling incessantly like blah, 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 blah. and I guess they told him to like knock it off and he didn't. So they sent him to, like, the um, the principal's office, but he didn't, like, he insisted that he didn't remember doing that. So there's kind of a thing where he just keeps, like, spacing out, and then, like, he'll space out, and then he'll say something sideways, like, fuck you, motherfucker, or something like, like, you know, he didn't say that because it's, you know, a family show. But that kind of thing. And then, like, everyone will get offended, like, what did you just say, young man? And he's just like, what? I didn't say anything. Like, he'll just totally act like nothing happened. So he ends up getting three detentions for all this, you know, teenage misbehavior that he's doing. Um, and he said, like, well, everything was normal previously, so I don't really understand why everything was, like, all this shit was happening to him and everything was, like, turning to crap because he was just spacing out and he didn't really realize what he was doing or so he claimed. 
Uh, so yeah, so over the next few days or whatever, he says he felt like he was in a fog. He was like, you know, super depressed and angry and he didn't really know where it was coming from. And he's like, he wanted to talk to his mom, but she always seemed like too busy to talk to him. So one evening he's in his room and he's listening to music. Like the music that they had him listening to on the show was actually like pretty good. I thought, you know what I mean? Just for, I mean, for the time period, I'm yeah. just saying, I don't know who it was, but it was I think like, it was just somebody local that they knew. It was just like some random, but yeah, yeah, it wasn't bad. It wasn't like cheesy or nothing like that. I was like, Oh, that's all right. Um, you know, if, if this was like an opening band for somebody else, I wouldn't be yeah. mad about it. Uh, so, so he's in his room, like listening to music and kind of like futzing around with his skateboard or whatever. And a tape dispenser in his room essentially, like, picked itself up off the desk and flew, like, across the room and left, like, a dent in his wall, like, across the, you know, across from where his desk was. He said that he couldn't believe that it happened. He was just kind of like, wait, did that just happen? Which is the same thing that we said, like, when our shit started flying around in here. Um, you know, like the, the remote control. Yeah. So he said, well, he thought that it almost seemed fake because he couldn't believe that it had just happened because it just flew across the room and hit the wall like that and left a big dent in it, you know? Yeah. Some of the stuff that they report, I kind of call bullshit on it, but we're, we're going to say, yeah. Um, well, I've been in that situation. Usually the first time you see anything like that happen, it's fucking life, it's, it's fucking life changing. It's like an earth shattering. And then you get all into the fact of, the phenomenon itself. What moved? How far did it move? Why did it move that? They're not asking these questions in this. Now, in their defense, the mom is a paranormal investigator and she immediately recognizes it as poltergeist phenomenon and knows what causes poltergeist phenomenon. It's repressed emotions that explode from uh, explode out in the form of RSPK, which is recurrent spontaneous psychokinesis, which that's what it is. That's what I, that's what it is. I've seen it. My family's seen it. Jenny's seen it. Uh, it's rare, but it does happen. Um, and I can't explain it yet, but there are certain things that Stuart Hammeroff talks about with quantum consciousness. It may, it may explain it. I think it does explain it. Uh, but uh, the thing is, though, is that usually when you see this shit, you try to get down to the bottom of it. You want to see what else it can, it can do. That's what, you know. That what's possible? You want to know what's possible? What can it move? And they don't seem to be doing that, which makes me suspect. Because you see that phenomenon, you want to see it again. You want to know what it's what 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 the limits of it are. And then there's no indication of that in this story. Maybe they left it out. I don't know. Yeah, I mean that's what I mean. You don't really know like exactly what happened because you, yeah, it's just you, like a reenactment. Yeah, in reality, you become obsessed with it, you know, or very preoccupied with it. You're like, well, what is this? And then when you figure, you know, what could it do? You know, what did it do? What did that mean? You know, you start reading into it. One of the funniest things, and I didn't notice this when we watched it last night, but I noticed it when I was doing the rewatch earlier today, like to take notes about it. Yeah. Um, in the kids' room, did you notice that there was a Bobby Mackie poster no. on the bedroom wall? <laughs> That's like, cu- like country music That's something funny. or other. And it said Bobby Mackie's on there. I'm like, ah, that was like a nice little Easter egg that they stuck yeah. in there. That made me laugh. I did shout out to another episode. Yeah, I didn't know. notice it, like, yeah. when we were watching it last night. But I saw it today, like, because I was looking at his room. Because I was looking, I was like, oh, look at all the posters. I was trying to, like, remember, like you know, uh, recognize them in the bands. And I was like, hey, there's a Bobby Mackie poster. That's pretty funny. But yeah, so I thought that was cool. Like, shout out to another episode. 
So, um, so at this point, he's like thinking maybe the house is haunted, and he goes down to tell his mom about it. But she just got the letter from his school about the detentions, and she is pissed off. Like, why didn't you tell me about any of this kind of crap? Uh, so Jamie goes into like asshole demony mode. And starts, like, talking back to her. Calling her by her first name, like, what do you think about it, Stacy? Blah, blah, blah. It's like, how do you think you're going to fix it? All that kind of shit. Now, Stacy is kind of concerned um, at his, like, assholey behavior. But she figures, well, he's a teenager and you know how they do. Um, he's just going through a phase. So she kind of just, like, blows him off and gets back to... She was, you know, kind of getting ready to do a lecture. So she's, like, busy, you know what I mean? So a few hours later, I guess Stacy goes up to say goodnight to him, like knocking on his door, but he won't come to the bedroom door. Now, apparently, like a few hours after that, Jamie, or at least like um, the the POV camera, sneaks into his parents' bedroom the later. POV yeah, like sneaks into the parents' bedroom later, like to watch them while they're sleeping. <laughs> so while they're both sleeping, and it's implied that they that uh, the POV camera like steals something <clears throat> out of the mom's jewelry box. You don't know that it's the jewelry box until later on. It just like looks like the box that's sitting on top of the dresser. So Halloween is coming up, and Stacy has a bunch of lectures because, like I said, she's a paranormal lecturer. So of course it's Halloween. Everybody wants to hear that shit. Now, one evening, she comes down, like, she's going to one of her lectures, and she's like, where the fuck are my diamond earrings? They were in my jewelry box, and now they're gone. Uh, So we're led to assume that's what was stolen out of the box. Now, at this point, like, Jamie says, you know, he's like, I can't talk to my mom. Like, my stepdad's hopeless. I can't talk to him about shit. Um, And also, I don't have any friends, so I don't really have anybody to talk to. Um, So this particular night, I guess his mom goes to do a lecture and his dad goes to work. So he's in the house by himself and he's like sitting in the, at the kitchen table, like doing his homework or whatever. And he starts hearing this weird noise. He said, this is what he said. I think this is what he said. He said, it sounded like a quote unquote gross frictiony. I think he said frictiony wet noise. Later he described it as like a loud lip smacking sort of noise. That's what he said. It sounded like Mm. he said it was originally coming from the laundry room but then kind of it was kind of a creepy noise to me it kind of sounded like and you know maybe this wasn't what the real noise sounded, but on the show it sounded kind of like if if it was like a really really big yucky cockroach like and its legs were kind of like like against the wall like it sounded kind of like that to me but he said it sounded like loud lip smacking is what he said it sounded like so he said originally it's coming from the laundry room but then like as he goes in the laundry room then he said it slowly kind of travels back into the kitchen where he was to start with and then it goes into the computer room and he said it was like interactive so like everywhere he'd move it sounded like it was like moving somewhere else like it was trying to like evade him or something like that so when his mom gets home jamie tries to tell his mom what's been going around well this weird fucking sound that he heard while she was gone stacy is again like totally blows him off oh you know it's probably just the neighbor's cat you know they always leave that cat outside i'm like yeah you know the cat makes a lip smacking noise that sounds like it's inside your house yeah sure all the time um and then stacy just said well i thought he was just trying to get attention um and jamie said at this point uh he just kind of gave up he's like look my opinion of my mom like totally changed after that she kept kind of basically just like blowing him off and like downplaying his fears and so he just kind of felt like well fuck you then so in bed later on jamie hears that same weird noise again in his room then he has like a nightmare which they try to like make you think it like really happened but then he's like oh you know and he wakes up and it's a dream you know what i mean but in the nightmare um he sees like his mom hanging from his ceiling or a ceiling fan or something like from a you know noose or whatever and she's all like bloody um and dead 
and she's wearing a sign. I had to like back it up a bunch of times. So I'm like, what the fuck does that sign say? Because they only show it for like a second. The sign said, you know why. That's what it said. Because it kept going by quick. And I'm like, what the fuck did that say? I thought it said something more like substantive than that, but it didn't. The sign said, you know why on it. So his mom's like hanging there. So he said like the dream seemed like really real. And he suspected that um, the dream signified that things were going to get like super violent and out of control, like going forward. You know what I mean? Now, Stacy, I guess, I'm assuming, like, the next day while the kid's at school, she goes into Jamie's room to put his laundry away because, you know, even though he's clearly old enough to do his own laundry, come on. Um, but she's kind of, like, putting his socks or whatever, like, in his drawer, and she finds not only, like, a bad report card, like, he, the bitch was failing everything, but also finds her diamond earrings, which it looks like he stole, right? So he comes home, and he's like, what are you doing digging around in my drawers, blah, blah, blah. And he just says, um, you know, she, like, confronts him about it. Like, hey, you stole my fucking earrings. What the hell? And he's just like, whatever. I'm out of here. Blah, blah, blah. Like, he does that kind of, like, teenager thing. So he goes downstairs, and Lloyd is down there, the stepdad. And he gets all demony at that point. Like, he's, well, you know, demony. <laughs> you know, the mom is just kind of like, hey, you stole from me. And he just says, oh, I guess I did bad bad jamie like he gets like this really like creepy voice and then his stepdad kind of intervenes it's like hey don't talk to your mom like that you little piece of shit or whatever and jamie just says shut your mouth lloyd which i thought was very very funny because that was his dad's name and then he says something else but i don't remember what it was so stacy at this point she's like I just, i'm just like sick of looking at your stupid face and your stupid emo hair at this point so please go back to your room um but then like he kind of seems to like snap out of it and he's wondering like why are you guys yelling at me like i didn't do anything even though like literally minutes ago he was just kind of like you shut up and you shut up he was just like acting all demony like i said he was getting all demony like you do <laughs> Um, and Stacy said at this point, the thing that scared her the most, she said, I didn't even want to be around my son anymore. She's like, I didn't even like him at this point. And that like scared me more than anything because you know, you know how it goes. Um, and she's like, he was just completely different than he had been just like three months before. This was totally, totally not him. So then they interview Jamie again and he says, yeah, everything went to hell and there wasn't, you know, a single thing in my life for me to be happy about. And then this is the part that I was mentioning. Cause remember when I said earlier that, there was like this really, really weirdly edited part that I've never seen any editing like this on another episode of Haunting. They were interviewing the real Jamie and he was talking about, you know, oh, I was like depressed and angry and there was nothing for me to be happy about. And everything was fucked up and stuff like that. But they edited it really, really weird, like kind of like choppy or like, I don't know. I can't like explain it, but it was like really edited. Um, they were scratching his voice. Kind of. It was almost kind of like that. And I said, are they trying to be like, yeah. I don't know if they were trying to do like kind of a, like an edgelordy kind of like mid 2000s. I don't know if they yeah. were trying to do that like they were experimenting or stuff because I've never seen them do that before or since. And I just thought it was a strange, I don't know if he like was saying some weird shit and they just had to like cut it up. So it didn't, I don't know. It just, if you've seen the they episode. They were scratching his voice like the Terminator X from fucking <laughs> Public Enemy. <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's what it was yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was like that was it i mean it wasn't quite like that but it was that kind of thing you know what i mean because yeah. i'm watching it being like why are they editing him like that i've never seen them do that ever it's just like it seemed really really weird and i don't it's i don't know i still don't understand but like We're i said just trying to maximize the creepiness of the if you've seen the episode you know what i'm talking about because it was like very very it stood out a lot 
because it's like totally unlike the episode like the editing that they usually do i just can't figure out why they did it like that or what they were trying to get across so at this point stacy is downstairs you know shaking her head at her son's like terrible report card where everything is f's um you know when very suddenly a book comes flying down the stairs and didn't hit her but it kind of like hit the wall like near her so at this point she picks up the book like what the fuck like i guess she thought that the that her son like threw it at her but then she goes up to check and like no one's up there that could have thrown it right like he's in his room and like locked in his room and there's no way that he could have i don't know um so stacy at this point she's kind of finally like okay well maybe something paranormal is going on because someone's like chucking books at me but again like like tom mentioned um you know at first he thinks maybe it's a poltergeist and she's like well i'm kind of hoping it is a poltergeist because you know poltergeist shit doesn't usually last that long a time and it's like so if i only have to put up with this bullshit that he's doing like for another month or two like i think i can you know wait it out kind of thing the next evening though um stacy decides you know normally she would go to class but she took the class off so she could stay home and sit and talk to jamie but as soon as she starts talking, it was like, look, I think that, you know, maybe you're manifesting a poltergeist or something like that. But then, like, big scratches start appearing all over Jamie's chest and back, like, while they're looking. Because he's like, ow, ow. And then, like, he lifts up his shirt. And then, like, there's all these cuts and shit. And then, like, she said, I guess, or this is what they showed anyway, that some of them, like, appeared while she was looking at him. You That's know? also consistent with poltergeist, though. That's what I mean. It's just yeah, kind of some- like... The thing is, though, is that usually in in the other cases that I read about, when you're dealing with marks appearing on bodies, sometimes sometimes right before your very eyes, and then you're also um, having what seems to be kind of like possession, what looks like possession, usually the psychokinetic phenomena is real strong. There's a lot of moving objects. There's a lot of shit being ripped up and destroyed not they don't say that in this case so it's kind of a weird the proportionality of this case is weird if you ask me they don't really talk too much about objects being moved or teleported or thrown yeah i mean other than that tape dispenser and that book that was pretty much it usually it's real heavy in that when you have somebody who's exhibiting what appears to be on the surface to be to be fucking possession because they're, they're, poltergeist in its extreme case in, in, in its extreme manifestations can appear to be possession especially if people at the scene suggest that it's demonic possession then it'll, it'll be kind of become that I mean, it'll give you because whatever, that's the expectation that's the expectation you'll get it becomes whatever you want it to be it just acts out it's a it's a temper tantrum it's a psychic temper tantrum is what it is so yeah so pretty much like the minute she starts talking to him about poltergeist like all these cuts start appearing uh, supposedly and he's like freaking out so she starts freaking out and then she starts to suspect well maybe this isn't a poltergeist maybe it's something worse so she puts him to bed and like cleans up all the wounds and everything and then she calls john Vavis. yeah let me say something before you go on to the movie the exorcist was based upon a real case uh, but that case involved a little boy, and it was a poltergeist case. It, yeah, there was there was an exorcism. Yeah, there was what appeared to be demonic possession. But even one of the priests that was involved in it says, no, knowing what I know now, it was poltergeist. 
you know, one of the one of the witnesses. Yeah, that was. Um, I don't think they've ever released the kid's real name, but they usually call they it Roland Doe yeah. or okay. Ronald Mannheim or something like yeah. that. He goes under like pseudonyms. Right. Roland and, Doe is the one that I usually hear. Yeah, a long time ago, I read a pretty much. It was a, in the forties, I think. Yeah, I read a full account of what uh, one of the assistants to the priests had written down of everything that they saw, and it was like, it was it's like something out of a poltergeist case. You know, a lot of moving objects. Um, what's called I think it was called phantom knowledge. Is that I forgot I forgot what that he knew things that he couldn't have known. Uh, did a, he, he did a lot of weird stuff. But it was poltergeist, though. Yeah. It was because he was a Jewish kid. He was Jewish, but his mother remarried to a Catholic, and they started taking him to Catholic church. He didn't want to go. So, and he was about the right age for poltergeist, and he had a damn psychic temper tantrum. He's and, reacted and they thought it was, the, the Catholics thought it was possession, so it became possession. It started to manifest itself as something like possession, like demonic possession, what it looked like. It's not what it was, though. So, okay, so she calls John Zaffis up, and as soon as she tells him, because at first she's like, well, I thought it was poltergeist, and he's like, yeah, that sounds like a poltergeist, and, you know, the kid's about the right age, and yada yada. But as soon as she talks about the cuts appearing, he's like, oh, shit, that's demonic. And then um, she, then he asks her about like that whole like thing at the cemetery, and so he begins to suspect that he probably picked up this attachment, this demon attachment, like at the cemetery. It's like a vacuum cleaner attachment, but yeah, it's a yeah. demon. <laughs> I hate when that happens. It, does your vacuum cleaner have a demon attachment? Um, you know, so you can suck up the demons. All right, so yeah, and um, and then it's just kind of like this was funny to me because I've never seen this done either. But you know how usually like um, if the Warrens are on an episode or something, they'll be like, "Did you guys use a Ouija board?" And they're like, "Yeah, we used a Ouija board." You motherfuckers, you used a Ouija board. You're never supposed to do that. Okay, so it was like that. But she says to Zaphis, "Yeah, when we were at the cemetery, like the other guy like gave Jamie these dowsing rods." And then Zaphis was like, oh, uh, no. You invited, invited the demon <laughs> I was in. like, look at that victim-blaming motherfucker. Yeah. You invited You're not, the demon Yeah, in. you invited the demon in by yeah. using they always the dowsing rods. Yeah. It's, you, you can't use a single fucking thing without no. inviting demons in. Like you I said, victim-blaming motherfuckers. In. Seriously. So, yeah. So, he's, like, really offended by the fact that... <laughs> you let him use dowsing rods, you stupid. Oh, yeah, shit. Yeah, like, it wasn't quite that extreme, but, the, like, the look on his face was just yeah. like, oh, you stupid motherfucker. Yeah, it was like that. Um, so, yeah, so that obviously attracted, you know, the demon attachment. The demon attachment. <laughs> like now I'm going to, like, I need to invent a vacuum cleaner that has demon yeah. attachment. Electrolux makes it. Yeah. <laughs> it does. All right, so Jamie comes downstairs, and uh, Zaphis is like, uh, you know, let's see the the cuts and everything. So he very reluctantly, like, shows Zaphis the scratches, some of which he said looked like they were brand new. Now, Zaphis recommends an exorcism, because, of course, he does. That's kind of his whole thing. But Jamie says, absolutely not. He said that all he he knew about exorcisms was what he saw in the movies, uh, specifically in The Exorcist. And he's like, yeah, I don't really want any part of that. Um, you know, he's like, yeah, puking and the scarred face and everything. It's like, yeah, no, I'm not about that life. So, um, but his mom, uh, you know, after about two minutes, like actually convinces him to go through with it, though. And so she drives him to Connecticut that weekend 
to, I guess it was either Zaphis's house, or I think they said it was Larry Elward's house, who was the priest. He was the same priest that did the shit in The Possessed that we talked about last week. So they're like friends, you know, him and Zaphis. Uh, and it was the same house, and it was the same actors, too, which I thought was a nice touch. They used the same house and the same actors. Pl- I think it was the same actors playing Zaphis and the same actor playing Larry Elward, like the priest that was doing well, the actors. As far as we know, if we line these episodes up, this might be a trilogy. Yeah, it all might be probably one long d- story. One long Ooh. story, yeah. Probably, and they probably just moved it up and blew your mind, didn't it? Like <laughs> a, it might be a trilogy in there. You put it together, there you go. Right. Yeah. Gotta see who directed it on the, on the credits. <laughs> yeah, it's like we're trying to like, just make one big extended yeah. universe with all of these. They're all yeah. happening. I mean, I guess technically they're all happening in the same universe because it's all kind of like this universe. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, so just like in The Possessed... This was also a musical exorcism, which I found delightful. This wasn't quite as musical as the other one. Basically, they were just like, and then like just for a second. And but, you know, they they sang a lot more in the first one. So I thought that was funny. Now, Elward's wife, who I don't think they brought her up on The Possessed, even though I'm pretty sure this is the same priest because I remember that name. But they said in this one specifically that Elward's wife has, quote unquote, the gift of discernment. And I said, so she can distinguish one thing from another yeah, thing? Yeah, yeah, we were laughing I'm about like, it. I can do that too. Yeah, discernment. <laughs> the Christians do that a lot. <laughs> they discern shit. They see <laughs> this and they know what that is. They know that is not that over there. It's a special It's a special. It's thing. a special ability. It's a special thing certain Evidently, holy people can do. That it's, I can discern. It's so special that they have to like give it a special name. I can discern. Even though I'm pretty sure I can do that too. Yeah. Although, you know. You don't discern the way that they discern. They're discerning. They know what's good and what... You, they know what's right and wrong. That's what it is. You don't know what's right and wrong. Okay. Yeah. They know what's... That what's, sounds what, like some shit they would say. Yeah. They, they, they know what's demonic and what's holy. And you don't. Mm. Yeah. Okay. I'm just, I'm just telling you the way, they, the way they would... They, no, I know. That, that sounds about yeah. right. Yeah. <laughs> they got a spiritual antenna. Yeah. Okay. They can figure Ooh. shit out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They can discern. Nice. Distinguish one thing. Yeah, I was like, yeah, we we went off on that for. Yeah, we were laughing about that discernment. What the fuck is discernment? I was like, so she can tell like a fucking laptop from a brand muffin or what? It's like, yeah, I can do that too. So, (laughs) actually, they kind of explained it a little bit. I guess. I mean, I don't. I don't really understand how this works, but she says, I guess it means she can go back and forth like between. I don't know, it was like dimensions or whatever. Like she can go inside the person being possessed, like not in a dirty way, I guess. Well, yeah, maybe, I, yeah. maybe in a dirty uh, way. Um, <laughs> and maybe it can also like go inside the mind of the demon. <clears throat> so there's that. So she can, maybe that's what they mean. Like she can discern the, I don't know. I don't know what it means. It's, I don't know. Um, so, <laughs> so they're doing this shit. She's, uh, the wife is there. She's like, I felt really nauseated and, all this while she was doing the discerning. Now, they're afraid at this point that the demon might lash out at Stacy, the mom, just because, you know, it's been doing that up to now. So they're like, why don't you just, like, stay over there across the room because it doesn't, like, throw shit at you or whatever. So the wife, they said, tried to discern the demon's name during this ritual. I was like, oh, well, okay, there you go. So maybe she can go inside the demon's head and, like, figure out what his name is. Because if you watched our last show about the possessed, I think I mentioned this before, but if you figure out what the demon's name is, then you can exercise it because you can say, hey, 
whatever your demon name is, uh, get the fuck out of here, and then they have to do it, I guess. But if you don't know their name, then you don't have any power over them. So I was expecting, just like on the last show, that the demon was going to be Belial again. And no, Belial is not... Well, I mean, Belial is the little um, deformed twin in Basket Case, but he's also a demon. Um, but this time, because I was like, is it Belial? It's, a, it's Belial, right? No, it's not. Um, this one seemed like a pretty lame-ass minor demon. I think its name was, because I'm kind of scrolling through, and then, like, the disc that we have this episode on is kind of, like, damaged at this point. So I was watching it, because it's old. So I was watching it on my laptop, and I kept trying to, like, skip through, and it kept being, like, skipping over damaged area. I'm like, motherfucker, I wanted to, like, you know, I wanted to see what the demon's name was. I thought it was something like Iridium, or Iri not like Iridium, like the, um, you know what I mean, like the, um, what do you call it, the, the chemical compound or whatever. But it was, like, it, it looked, like, irritating but with U-M or I-U-M at then. And I was like, I never heard of that demon and that doesn't even sound like a demon name, but okay. But so um, I guess this was like some just irritating demon, <laughs> like not anything that's like super powerful. So yeah, so that was the one she's like, that's its name right there. Like I said, she could discern the demon names. That's what she was discerning. Mm. She could discern what the demon's name was. I got you. Wouldn't it be funny if like the demon's name was just like Steve? Yeah, it'd be funny. <laughs> Aloysius. I don't yeah. know. Nah. Uh, so. <laughs> He's name be like Brecker Roger. Homer. Yeah. <laughs> Ted. Yeah. But yeah, so. Um, Bill. <laughs> Bill the Dean. Bill and Ted. Bill <laughs> the fucking dude. Oh my god, so funny. All right, so. Uh, so yeah. So whatever this demon's name is, ir irritating, iridium, whatever his name is. Iridium. Well, it was something like that. It started with I R R T. So, well, I was watching the. I told I told them earlier. I was watching the disc in here, and it. I guess that part of it was damaged because mm -hmm. my laptop kept saying skipping over damaged area. Okay. And it was right when I was trying to like hone in on like what the demon's name was. My Xbox plays it cleanly. I know it played through yeah. like, but when I was watching yeah. it on my laptop, it just it, it fucked up just like the, a couple minutes at the end that it just kind of skipped over. But that was one of the parts that it skipped over, like the demon's name. So, uh, so yeah, so there's a whole exorcism deal, but unlike in The Possessed, where we had a whole, like, full-on chair levitation, which was pretty neat, uh, this one didn't have any levitation. No, like, paranormal activity, really. Um, it's a bit anticlimactic. Just kind of a bunch of the kid growling and mugging and thrashing around, and that's about it. And then, like, uh, you know, he just kind of falls down. It's like, oh... The demon left, and uh, everything goes back to normal. But see, every time they do an exorcism, I always wonder myself, if the demon came out, what, is he just, like, floating around a room now? Can he go in someone else's booty hole? Damn, these women <laughs> in the booty hole. <laughs> I don't know, man. I can't. I don't understand this. Where part. does it go? Why are you asking me? I don't fucking know. It's a rhetorical question. I so. don't know. Mega said I thought it was Bob. Bob the demon. Yeah. <laughs> uh yeah but so the demon leaves and apparently like everything just goes back to normal and i guess stacy doesn't let jamie go with her on the investigations anymore because look how that turned out yeah. but yes yeah, so she kind of she said she kind of felt guilty about it so, so was it a demon or was it a poltergeist or are they saying that's the same thing because it's not See, they never really came down on one side. I guess they were trying to lead you down the path because Zaphis was involved. That a poltergeist just, is a demon. 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't yeah, even. No. Well, I don't think he said that. Okay. I think that they thought that it was a poltergeist at first, but then, like, when the whole scratching situation started oh, happening, he's, demon, yeah. he's like, "Oh, well, then it was a demon." Because yeah. I think wasn't it like in threes, and they always say that that's like demonic, right? <sighs> Whether that's true or not, I don't. So, well, like, I don't you believe. Get these what am I talking about? I don't believe in demons. You get these religious demonologists involved, and they just fuck the fu- They just fuck everything up. <laughs> so they're asking you to believe this. It's either a psychic temper tantrum, which is some kind of unknown psychological phenomenon having to do with, say, quantum consciousness. It's either that, or it's the fallen angel entrapped into the earth from the Old Testament. Or maybe like one of the spirits of the evil dead, like out of the New Testament, shit that possesses pigs and that you could throw it out and or throw them into pigs and then th- cast them over the ocean and shit. Sorry, Wilbur. Which is more likely, you know, the fallen angel hypothesis or the psychic temper tantrum hypothesis? Zaphis going to say the fallen angel fucking hypothesis. The fuck is it? But then you look at the description of an angel. You're talking about a spiritual super being, a god, a, dem, a, 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 a one of the sons of God. Okay, basically, literally, send them sons of God in uh, in Genesis. Okay. These things go into people? For what purpose? That'd be a big step down to go into a person. You know? You're gonna fuck around with little people and shit. No. That's See, not what's that's, being described in the Genesis. I mean, that's one of the yeah. kind of um, yeah. you know hurdles that I find really hard to clear. Like I said, I think the whole concept of demons is... Yeah unbelievable to start with but it's like even if they did exist why the fuck would they do something like this like yeah why would they just like mess around with this penny any bullshit scripture okay god of abraham based scripture describes two different things as demons in the old testament it's a fallen angel that's being punished in the new testament it's the spirits of the evil dead Okay. Mostly. Early Christianity seems to have been a, a fucking exorci- exorcism cult. Because uh, some people running up to Jesus saying, hey, uh, you know, master, you know, or Jesus. Jesus, Jesus. Somebody's out there <laughs> fucking casting out demons in your name, man. We got to stop that shit. And Jesus goes, oh, hell no. Hell no. What are you talking about? He's casting <laughs> out demons in my name. No, let him do it. So... Fighting demons and casting them out, and then as they're described, they're described more like the spirits of the evil dead, not fallen angels, you know, in in the New Testament. Which falls. And the reason why is because that's a very Greco-Roman idea. Ghosts is what they're talking about. Ghosts, ghosts that can enter people, which the Greeks and the Romans believed in that, and Christianity was a Greco-Roman religion. It's a fake Jewish religion. It's not. It's not Jewish. It's. It, it's. It may have had roots in Judaism, but it's become Romanized or, or Greco-Romanized. So a lot of the traditions of fucking Greco-Roman civilization are going to start morphing into it. They don't. They didn't have traditions. You know, the Greco-Romans didn't have traditions about fallen angels being being chained into the earth for having sex with the daughters of human men. That's not in their tradition. They expressed it as Zeus, 
all his sons up on Mount Olympus, they'd sometimes cracking on them human girls and they'd give birth to demigods. In the Old Testament, they call them Nephilim, all right, which would be Goliath, Samson, Hercules, well, not Hercules. Hercules would be more like Jesus, but, uh, you know, that's what they're talking about. It's just... So Christianity in, in, inherited the Greco-Roman concept of what a demon is. The spirits of the evil dead. Not so much a fallen angel. But they never really make a distinction to modern Christian because they don't know the scriptures that well. Sorry. They're not mythicists. They don't understand how mythology works. They don't really understand these stories and what these stories mean. Well, I kind of feel like a lot of people that just grew up with Christianity yeah. don't really like question it to any extent. Yeah. They don't read into it and they don't compare it to other religions of, of its time. And um, Christianity compares very favorably with Greco-Roman mythology. It's That's it. It's the same. Pretty much the same. Mega said we need Bruce Campbell because you talked about The Evil Dead. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you could definitely say that fucking the movie The Evil Dead is Christian in certain ways. Yeah, that's Christian. That falls right in line. Well, The Exorcist is too. So is The Exorcist. Yeah. Which is like, which is very funny. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, that's the thing. You could argue, like, for horror to work effectively, you have to have, like, some kind of framework. You have to have a framework. It doesn't have to necessarily be Christianity, but it has to be, like, you know, good, like, that everybody can recognize as good for it to be, like, perverted. Yeah, I mean, look look at this shit. When I was a kid growing up with Iron Maiden and Judas Priest and Venom and Slayer and shit, Christian parents were fucking piling them records up and fucking throwing them out and then fucking trying to tear your posters off the fucking wall. Heavy metal's Christian. Christian as fuck. None of that would make any sense without Christianity. Yeah, exactly. Venom makes no sense, which is a black metal band. They invented the fucking term, black metal. It's satanic as hell. But none of that would make any sense without a Christian framework. It's Christian. It wouldn't be around. That would not exist without Christianity or the Christian framework. Yeah. They're just showing you a different aspect of it. And fucking... The dude who fucking wrote that, his name is Conrad Lant, is is the lead singer and the inventor of black, uh, of fucking Venom and black metal. He didn't believe in any of that shit. It, for him, he was writing a horror movie. Yeah. Like, just like out of the Evil Dead. He wasn't a Satanist. He didn't believe in any of that. He just it was just the motif that he wanted. Yeah. All right. And he was having fun with it, and just trolling. But he it it was art form. That, you know, that's all. Yeah, it is. It's I, art, I don't it's an have art a problem with that. If you're gonna, he would say they're accusing me of drinking the blood of virgins and sacrificing. What are you talking about? You know, I'm a musician. This is like making a horror movie. That's all this is. I'm just making a horror movie for you guys to listen to. Yeah. Yeah. He didn't believe in any of that. And that's probably like the best way to approach it. To be yeah. honest, yeah. <laughs> like, don't get too offended about mm-hmm. it. <laughs> Victor says, uh, in California, you can't exercise a demon without giving it 30 days' notice. Yeah, you gotta tell them. You gotta notify I mean, everybody. that seems fair. Yeah. That seems fair. Yeah. I'm just saying. But yeah, so um, I did kind of find an article, but I think I went over most of it about Stacey Jones. And I don't know if she's still, like I said, I don't know if she's still around doing paranormal investigating or anything, because the article was from 2012, and I don't think her website is up anymore. But she was on a couple of other episodes, so there was that. Like I said, I don't... This was an okay episode. I'm not usually super into, like, the possession ones. 
because it's like it always ends with like an exorcism and it's yeah. like the last 10 minutes of the show is just going to be like somebody like thrashing around in a chair yeah. yeah you know what i mean so and occasionally you get like the chair will levitate which that's cool but like other than that it's usually just like quickly edited like oh you know what i mean and Mango i'm just Badger, like, okay. who's british in there he's saying well, yeah it's all the british fault with all this devil music yeah right. yeah you guys did it yeah it was what's metal was a british invention pretty much yeah I would probably say, well, you know, Ozzy, probably in the 70s. You could say a little Deep Purple, maybe. Some people would say, well, Jimi Hendrix might have been a little bit metal, kind of psychedelic metal, you know, with guitar solos. But, but if you're going to get that, like... The, yeah, freaking... and then you, guys, you can keep going back and back. I kind of think... kind of think metal was, in a way, a thing of Black Sabbath, which it started kind of... And, it, and you read Black Sabbath lyrics; they're not satanic. They're they're Christian, basically, basically. Yeah, a lot of that stuff. Yeah, and so was Iron Maiden. Yeah, it's fucking Christian. But it wasn't overtly Christian. It's just that you have to have a Christian framework and very British, which Anglo Americans picked up on that. You know, instantly we're like, yeah, yeah, that's it. You know, and then California got into it. You know, with fucking Dave Array and fucking Slayer and fucking Metallica came and kicked fucking kicked fucking. <laughs> kicked Iron Maiden's ass, you know. But no, we, we picked up on it. Um, I still kind of give it to the British, the British back in that era, the, you know, Judas Priest, you know, fucking Rob Halford was fucking God, basically. You know, fucking... Not all his albums were good, but... The, his singing was fucking really good. He had very high quality. I mean, say what you will about the UK, yeah. and I'm not yeah. hating. I, I actually yeah. lived over there for a little while. I, I, really, like, uh, I really like the UK. But um, they have given us some amazing fucking music. Yeah. Most of my favorite, almost like 90% of my favorite music is British, I think. Well, especially that generation, you know, the yeah. 70s and 80s, their public education system included music. So they just created these uh, fucking bands, you know, these uh, guys that they, they would make a hit in England for a couple of years. And then England gets sick of them and they come over here and make a fucking shit ton of money. Like they, like they basically threw Duran Duran away, and fucking Duran Duran came over here and fucking kicked ass. They did the same thing with fucking Billy Idol. They threw his ass away, and he came here and became a superstar. Mango says, "Bowie, you are all welcome." Yeah, Bowie. Yeah, yeah. thank you very 70s, much. Seventies, fuck seventies, kicked ass too with the prog rock, prog rock movement. It goes back to the sixties with the Beatles, really. Beatles and the Rolling Stones. I'll probably give it to the Stones as being better than the Beatles. They were harder. But the Beatles, Beatles were more were innovative. The were more innovative. Yeah, and they had a lot of they had a lot of influence and on a American lot more music. versatile. Yeah, but what's funny is that you can say, well, they influenced American music. American music influenced the British a lot. Well, too. yeah, it's a back and forth. Yeah, I mean, like I don't even think you can go back. No, to, yeah, because the, everything just goes back. The and Stones copied a lot of fucking Southern rock. I mean, they were doing fake Southern accents and stuff with and wild blues horses and, and shit. blues, and it's the same thing with uh, with. Uh, Ozzy Osbourne and early Black Sabbath, they're fucking real. They're talking about the South a lot. Real Southern Mississippi Delta blues. Really fucking hard. Hard version of fucking Mississippi blues, you know. And uh, they are even making references to it sometimes. So it went both ways. It was just a synergy. Yeah. Well, it's just kind of like what we talk about with, like, horror movies specifically. Yeah. Like, you have the whole thing about, oh, like, Giallo movies, like, uh, were a precursor of slasher movies, which they were. 
But then you have to think that Italian giallo movies were also going back to like Alfred Hitchcock movies, like kind of noir type of stuff too. So it's just kind of like it's a constant like back and forth. Yeah. I don't even really think, I don't even think there's any really such thing as like kind of a, something that just like comes out of nowhere. Somebody's, yeah. everybody's always influenced by stuff that came before, you know? Yeah, well, it was easy to do because it was the English speaking world. Yeah. Where you had England, the United States, and Australia were playing off of one another. Yeah. That had a lot to do with it. Yeah. Because you, you don't want to forget ACDC, they kicked fucking ass. Well, and like I said, I, I was going to bring yeah. up Australia too because, like I said, one yeah. of my you know one of my favorite bands slash musicians, Nick Cave, who was in uh, the Birthday Party, they were like the Birthday Party particularly were very very influenced by South. Uh, by the South by yeah. Southern blues, and Nick Cave is still very very influenced by yeah. very like Southern blues, like Old Testament kind of like yeah. Elvis, like all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Like he's he really the South he's really into that. Well, like yeah. I said, like in some of his early songs, like shit, that yeah. song Tupelo yeah. is essentially about the birth of Elvis and his dead twin and like a messiah kind of story. Yeah, so he's starting to go about the fucking, uh, the Elvis mythology of like right. Orion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he was like fascinated Orion. by that. He right. was like, he was all into like Johnny Cash. He was all yeah. into that kind of stuff. So, and there was like a big thing. It wasn't just him. Like a lot of people in like people his age, like of that generation, like in Australia, were really, really into like American blues. That murder album that he did, half of that shit sounds like it's happening in a fictional South too. Yeah. Like murder ballads, yeah. Murder that ballads. Was I love that album. In the South, actually, southern motherfuckers shooting. The well, and a lot of them are blues. Yeah, a lot of those are blues standards, like Stagger Lee. Um, yeah. that's been around like forever. It's his own version of it, but yeah. that's kind of the thing. Stagger Lee, that song's been around for fucking decades, yeah. and a lot of people have done their own kind of like versions of it, it, their own take on it, and he did his own take on it, Got which a super I love. Chat. Thank you, Trey. Thanks, guys. The universal horror stuff has been so cool. Yeah, we've been having a good time doing these. And honestly, like, tomorrow we're going to do Dracula's Daughter. Yeah. And then later on this week, um, if you're a patron, you'll see it on Thursday. But if you're not, you'll see it on Friday. We're actually going to do Creature from the Black Lagoon because we watched that last night. Yeah, hopefully hopefully y'all went back and watched the uh, Spanish Dracula 1931. Okay. Which is on Tubi for free. It's on Tubi for free, and hopefully you guys enjoyed that. Like, that's the first time I saw it a couple of days ago, and I was just like, "Yeah, that's a, it's a better movie." I like. In it. a lot of ways, it is. Yeah. Other than Bella Lugosi, like I'm gonna right. argue that Bella Lugosi is the better Dracula, but other than that, like pretty much everything is like better. I'm and gonna, I do like that guy too, but I'm just yeah, saying that. I'm gonna say I like them both. I'm gonna give it to Bella, Bella, but the the Spanish Dracula was good too. It's just a different take on it. He was an, he was uh, uh, an enjoyable vampire character. Yeah. I had a good yeah. time with that. And like I said, it was fascinating like watching yeah. the two of them like in close proximity. Uh, ben says, have you seen The Proposition? Yes, that was an awesome, awesome movie. Awesome movie. Maybe we should like, you would probably like it actually. Is that Robert Redford? No, no, no. What it's um, Nick Cave wrote it actually. Oh. It's like, a, it's a Western. Okay, no, I haven't seen And it's like super, super violent. It's okay. really good. It's good. It's good. Um, yeah, Trey said, yep, can't wait for Dracula's Daughter and Creature. And I own all of those movies. Yeah. yeah, we've been watching. Now, I will say that we watched Son of Dracula, and I didn't love it. But we yeah. might, I mean, we might talk about it anyway. I don't know. We'll see how we'll see how it goes. But I Son didn't, of Dracula was disappointing. I didn't really like it all that yeah. much. And then we watched another one. I don't think this was a universal one. We were watching Son of Dracula. And you know how Tubi, if you have Tubi, like, it'll just, like, play the next movie, whatever it is, which is kind of, like, related to whatever you were watching. So the next movie that came on, I was, like, too lazy (laughs) to turn it off. So I was like, whatever, fuck it, I'm just going to watch this. And then the next movie was called 
Cry of the Werewolf. Oh, I'm yeah. pretty sure it was not Universal because it yeah. looked significantly cheaper. Yeah. And I, I didn't recognize any of the actors. That was really not great. No. I don't know what year that was from, but like the acting was pretty bad. Yeah. And it was. I don't know. I think I dozed off like during part of it. Like some of it was okay, but I was just kind of like, this is like really. I feel like that that's something that should have been on MST, honestly. Speaking of Creatures Creature from the Black Lagoon, the sequel to Creature from the Black Lagoon, which is called Revenge of the Creature, was on Mystery Science Theater, and that is actually one of my favorite episodes. That's actually, it's not a bad movie. And a couple of the same people, like Nestor Paiva, like that the guy that was the boat captain that was always kind of like making jokes about everything, that guy's in the second one, too. Good. But um, watching that movie last night, I was like, man, I always forget like how good that fucking suit was. Holy yeah. shit. For 1954. We'll talk, we'll talk about it. We'll yeah, talk about but that's it. Yeah, we got to like yeah. record that we'll one. But like I said, we're going to do Dracula's Daughter tomorrow, like on the live stream. Yeah. So that should be fun. Um, Let's go. Let's get something to eat. Okay. I'll make it something. You're hungry? Yeah, start Okay. With. I got a bunch of that. I got a bunch of carnitas I need to serve up. Ooh, and, I, and then I got to uh, cook those pumpkins. Oh, yeah, that's right. We got to right, start. Yeah. We got to start Thanksgiving start preparations. Thanksgiving. This is a whole like week long yeah. deal because, man, I'm going to stuff my face. Yeah. On Thursday, I'm gonna watch the Mystery Science Theater Turkey Day Marathon on yeah. YouTube. Hopefully, they're doing it on YouTube again this year. Yeah. Hopefully, they haven't moved it to the Gizmoplex. Yes. But I mean, I have a subscription to that. But you know what I mean. Um, all right. So tomorrow, like I said, we're gonna be back talking about Dracula's Daughter. Thank you for dropping by, talking about a haunting ghost hunter today, and have a good rest of your evening. And we'll see you guys again tomorrow at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Bye.